And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Now, let's see if we can't figure out what you are, my little friend. And where you come from. I saw part of the message. I seem to have found it. This is Reed Leader to Podcast Team. All hosts report in. Pat Cantagallo. Standing by. Dennis Matouche. Standing by. Jeff Mazuka. Standing by. Bo Wormble. Standing by. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It is impressive. X, I watched it. Black, there was no episode. Red, the show was done. And this is when you were single? Mm-hmm. Okay. We are, for those that are listening, we, Jeff is sharing with us his nerdy spreadsheet of TV shows and, like, what, what day they were on and yeah. whether you watched them or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because well, I, mean, I had how many shows here that I was trying to keep up with. Yeah. I would get confused whether or not I... Watch it, so I just finally just threw them in a spreadsheet, and thank God my my wife uh, took pity on me and helped me find the error of my TV you watching ways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have an app that I use, she, but she, if she decided to settle, oh, which yeah. one are you using? Uh, mine is called ITV Shows. Mm-hmm. And check out uh, T E T E E V E E. Okay. I think I've heard of that one. And I saw another one the other day that looked kind of interesting, too. But if you don't like those little red notification numbers when you're, like, missing, when you haven't read an email message, this is not the app to get <laughs> because that is constantly... I don't think I've ever seen it below 100 because I have a whole bunch of... I have, like, The Flash, and I still haven't finished the last four episodes of Constantine, and I still haven't watched the X-Files miniseries that came out, what was that, a year ago, two years mm-hmm. ago now? Uh, I'm six episodes behind in Supergirl. I am eight episodes behind I, in I Humans. gave up on Super, Supergirl. I oh, gave up on Supergirl? Yep, okay. I right. did. I This season was rough, but I will say the last few episodes have been good. Because okay. I, I saw that I had like four episodes on my DVR, mm-hmm. and I was looking and going, oh, I really don't want to watch these. Okay. And I thought, well, that should be my sign right there. Right. It, it has been a slog. We were, were, I caught up on The Flash. I'm you know, I'm getting caught up well, on The Flash, Arrow, I'll keep watching, yeah. But Arrow we gave up on a while ago. Yeah, I'm just okay. like Supergirl. I just, it seemed like it's short to get mm-hmm. through those. So I'm like, why Why am I trying to right. bother That's how you feel this about it then, at this don't. point? Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't come here to talk talk Supergirl. We didn't come here to talk TV shows. We Why came did here, we come here? We, we came here to talk Star Wars. So we're going to talk some Star Wars today. Um, we're going to get started off really quickly, though, just reminding you that we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about. So if you have not seen Star Wars, I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably haven't been I, listening to it. Then yet. I don't know what you're doing with your life. and. Um, but so we're going to be talking the original 1977 Star Wars. We may end up talking about things that spoil other things. So if you don't know, for example, that Obi Wan Kenobi is Luke's father, then you may want to um, go back and rewatch yeah, I did, the movies. I didn't see that coming. You didn't see that? No, yeah. they got rid of it in the uh, mm-hmm. edited version. That was the uh, very special edition. Very special. <laughs> that was the you get free fries. Special oh, edition. so special. Yes. <laughs> oh, so special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
It's a thing. So special, yes. Um, <laughs> so special. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you, so if you haven't seen this movie, you've made some poor life choices. So go watch the movie and then come on back and then uh, you can listen and, and interact with us here on the show. Um, I do have with me today Jeff. Hello. Hi. I've got Pat. Hey. Got Bo. Yellow. Got myself, John Reed. And then uh, Dennis, I think, was hanging around outside being creepy. Yeah, he was trying to do something with light and shadow. I only half paid attention, but he said he was going to okay. try to make it. Angles? Maybe. Were there angles involved? It was just shadow, I think. Just shadow? But, you know, I'm okay. sure it was one of those cinematography tricks. So, okay. You know. All right. Yeah, he does that kind of thing. Um, how are you doing today, Pat? I'm doing fine, Good. man. I'm doing fine. Um, so before we get going, so we, I mean, this is going to be our Star Wars 40th anniversary extravaganza. Um, we are actually bringing this out on a Thursday instead of Wednesday, because Thursday is Thursday, uh, May 25th, is the official 40th anniversary of Star Wars coming out. So we are going to release it on that day. So you'll be getting this on Thursday uh, if you subscribe to the show. Very, very quickly, though, uh, we did have one other thing that this actually just got, uh, the news of this just got released this morning, so we're going to take a couple minutes and talk a little, bit about, a little bit about Sir Roger Moore. So, Sir Roger Moore passed away, uh, was it last night, or was it actually today? I did not read any details. I, okay. I saw Dennis's text. Yeah, I, saw, I read one of the articles, but I don't recall whether it was earlier today or last night or within the last couple days. I think it was earlier today because I actually okay. saw something fly across right before Dennis's text came through. Okay. All right. So Roger Moore was 89 years old, passed away. Um, according to the articles, he uh, had had cancer and that's was ultimately the cause of death. So um, England's having kind of a rough time right now. We had yeah. Terrorist attacks and James Bond dying and all kinds of things. Um, he was actually my favorite James Bond. Like okay. of all the different James Bonds, even even today, I, I do like Daniel Craig. I would say Daniel Craig may be my second favorite okay. James Bond, um, and Timothy Dalton is is pretty close in there. You know what? I my mother in law loves Sean Connery, and I think right. if if you're of an older generation, you really like Sean Connery. But I think you really like the first Bond you ever watched. So I, the first Bond for me was Roger Moore. Uh, the first movie I remember watching was The Spy Who Loved Me. Got it. And so we, we had that on VHS. We watched it over and over and over again as a kid. My dad loved that movie, so we were constantly watching that movie. You know, And then it had the characters that I think as a kid you just would think are really cool. It had Jaws, you know, the guy that mm -hmm. could yep. bite through metal and, and all this other crazy stuff. It had the, uh, had the underwater city. Um, had the Shark Tank, the, all that other stuff, and wasn't that the one with the? There was. It was the one with the amphibious lotus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that was he was he was my favorite James Bond. So he will always be my first James Bond. Um, and I didn't realize it either. He was the longest serving James mm -hmm. Bond. Mm -hmm. uh, seven movies, more so than than any of the others, at least time wise. I don't think anybody else had more than seven movies. And isn't Connery only? Like one removed from seven. Yeah. But if you count the one non-canon, they technically both have seven. It's there's okay. something weird in there because there's that one movie that Connery made after mm -hmm. Roger Moore, and it's yeah, it wasn't the broccoli. Right. No, it was like a competition uh, Bond. It yeah. Had the same yeah. as you might have just said this, but the spy who loved me. He said it in different contexts, mm -hmm. but yes. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and those two came out the same mm -hmm. time. Yeah. 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 So, which isn't a terrible one as Bonds go, but not why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite Roger Moore movie? <sighs> Spy Who Loved Me is pretty good. 
I, I I was a space nerd when mm-hmm. I was younger, so Moonraker. Yeah. And see, I like Moonraker too. Uh, for apparently times that I've looked up stuff for the other James Bond movies we've done, James Bond fans hate Moonraker. Oh yeah, they do. Why do they <laughs> and I didn't know that. With him, I, I don't well, know. Because it's kind of dumb. I mean, well, but it's space and there's lasers. Yeah, and it's Bond, so you think most right. people would like, you know, sort right. of get over that disbelief. And it's Jaws. And it's Jaws. There's yeah. a lot of uh, nonsense in that. I can mm-hmm. sort of understand. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know that I get that one. I I've always I always like Moonraker. I didn't have a problem with it. Live and let die is cute. <laughs> It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. It's not normally the adjective you go with when you go Bond movies, but no. But okay, what makes it cute? Oh, well, I mean, it's basically you know, Bond versus. Uh, well, there's. <laughs> it's it's a uh, what is it? I don't I don't know. You know what? To be honest with you, I really don't know. Okay. The fact that it's Bond against. A predominantly well, not even African American, but like an African gang, like mm-hmm. a black gang. Yeah, like the the voodoo stuff. And yeah, they wrapped it up with voodoo stuff, and then there's, but live and let die is the, like you know what it is? It's the theme song. Paul McCartney yeah. and Wings. It's like right that that whole movie. You know what that movie? That movie is one of the more put together. Yeah, like there's it all just sort of. Like they're trying to check boxes. Like here's our pop tune. Here's our right. Thing. It's all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got it all. Right. It's got that crazy voodoo lady. Was it's he got the... some of that New Orleans stuff? I don't mm-hmm. know if they actually shot it in New Orleans. I've never looked up like the background of that movie. Yeah, but you're right, Pat. Some of that stuff is just so fun. <laughs> Which and it is. It's fun. And I always yeah. liked like like the jazz called, like what you saw in New Orleans. Like I mean, I, mm-hmm. I kind of thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Um, but. Uh, yeah, very cool. And then the that, but then all the voodoo, and then it was the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yes. And the tarot card <laughs> reader. <laughs> also, I mean, I, I was wondering how you were going to get. Wait, and I think that wasn't that doc, wasn't Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman the tarot card reader? Was it? I think so. Right. Jane Seymour. Yeah, sounds I think right. So. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. So that was exciting. <laughs> Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. But it, yes, was, it was, uh, yeah, that, so I don't know. It was just, it was, that one was fun. I mean, that one was fun. Okay. Jeff, do you have a favorite Roger Moore Bond movie? No. No? No. Not a Roger Moore Bond fan? No. Not a Bond fan or not a Roger Moore I'm, fan? I'm, I'm a Bond fan. I'm, I'm not as into it as you guys are. Um, I don't know if I could tell you the differences between all the movies and what villain was in which movie. I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. I just never really got into uh, into them, um, but in terms of you know what bonds I do like, I think I, w- I always uh, would lean towards Sean Connery, mm-hmm. maybe more so because he was the popular choice as opposed to the actual best Bond. I mean, he was great. Um, I think Dan Craig is probably my favorite Bond, mm-hmm. but then again, those are the Bond movies that I've invested time and energy into mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. So I've just never really been a huge Bond person. Okay. okay. I can, oh, you first. I'm ju- I was just going to say, I don't even think I listened. I mean, I said Live and Let Die is cute. I, didn't, I think Man with the Golden Gun. Mm. You know what it's funny? I was going to be, I think that one. I was going to bring up that one, and then that I found one. this one. How was it, was it because of the third nipple? It, well, was it, I think so. <laughs> yes. I think so. Okay. 
A View to a Kill. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore opposite Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A young Christopher Walken. That scene at the end, that, I guess it's not at the end. Um, that scene I'm picturing where they're in um, Zorn's office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big windows right there. The two of them are sort of facing off across the desk and Christopher Walken's just sitting there and he's like, yeah, I'm an industrialist bad guy and you're dead, Mr. Bond. Yeah. And then not so much. I think, I think we talked about that one with, um, with Christopher Walken saying we kind of wished he was a little crazier yeah. than he ended up being. Like he yeah. ended up being kind of a quirky well, cause bad I guy, but not. We all want now he Christopher had like, Walken. He had like psychotic moments, but. We all want now Christopher yeah. Walken. And if he played that guy right. now, yeah. oh, he would, make, oh, yeah. di- he would make different choices. Still you don't one, know, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite parts of him, and I know we're talking about Roger Moore, but one of my favorite things of him in that movie is uh, when he's got the investors in his blimp, but you don't know that they're you don't know that they're in the mm-hmm. Zeppelin. Yeah, and uh, he tells the guys, "Well, you know, if 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 you don't want to be a part of it, then uh, that's fine." And they like they show him to the door, and then the door opens, and the guy slides out and falls to his death. Yeah, and he comes back. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Anybody else want to drop out? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's like those little one-liners. That makes. But it I think all. I think the the Roger Moore Bond. One of the reasons I liked him, and not just because we used to watch his movies so much growing up, is I think that's the best Bond for a kid to watch. Yes. Like it's the. I, I don't want to call him cartoonish, but <clears throat> but it's. I think it's a it's a kid friendly Bond. So like if I was going to show my kids. James Bond movies. I think I would start with Roger Moore. Yeah, he didn't. He was didn't have the um, the he wasn't as steeped in innuendo mm-hmm. as Connery was. Right. He wasn't as dark as maybe Timothy Dalton or the Daniel Craig mm-hmm. character. Um, yeah, it's a softer version. Mm-hmm. And I I think and this is com- a complete from memory thing. When they switched actors, it was in an attempt to. Reboot the franchise a little bit, attract a younger audience, and and do that. Which is interesting because the the way the article read, it was interesting that they tried to attract a younger audience by casting what at least visually appeared to be an older James Bond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I say visually because I have a hunch the two were probably similar in age. It Mm -hmm. probably didn't matter at that point. Especially when you consider that, you know, I would have bet... Roger Moore was younger than eighty nine, so yeah, yeah. I'd definitely say Man with the Golden. I mean, there was the the Karate School <clears throat> theme. There was yeah, the, that the was boat fun. chase. There was a boat chase in a lot of those. He's just got a manga. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. everybody loves Scaramanga. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm mean, gonna um, do that whole discussion while accidentally using the name of a Sean Connery Bond movie. I just mm-hmm. make sure. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. My favorite uh, Roger Moore was On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Followed by by Casino Royale. Mine mine was The Bourne Supremacy. (laughs) There it is. That was my favorite. (laughs) All right. Well, we're not here to talk James Bond. We we do. We are sad that Roger Moore has passed away, but at the same time, 89. I mean, that's... He I was I think James I said in my, Bond and he lived to 89. Yeah. Something tells me the man did fine. I think I said in my text message when that first came out, I was like, you know, that's that sucks, but 89's a good run. I hear that he's going to play one of the Bothan spies in the Star Wars spin-off movie about how they got the plans for the second Death Star. Is he really? Nice. That, that would be great. I like it. 
many of them died. So mm-hmm. he pale fit right in. He's, you know, I don't want to typecast him, but, yeah. you know. All right. Well, we are here to talk Star Wars, so let's talk a little Star Wars. Our movie this time around, of course, is Star Wars. Uh, some people will know it as Star Wars A New Hope. That was a subtitle that was added later on, uh, but initially known just as Star Wars. Released on May 25th, 1977, so we are the 40th anniversary to the day uh, that this episode is being released. The rating was PG, runtime was two hours and one minute. Director was George Lucas, who directed THX 1138, American Graffiti, and Star Wars Episodes 1 through 4. Producer on this one was also George Lucas. He produced the Star Wars movies, Indiana Jones movies, Labyrinth, uh, Dennis's personal favorite, Howard the Duck, and The Land Before Time. Gary Kurtz was also the producer on this one. Uh, he was the producer for both Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Uh, he and Lucas parted ways after that. Uh, he also produced American Graffiti, The Dark Crystal, and Return to Oz. Writer on this one was George Lucas. He wrote THX 1138, American Graffiti, the Star Wars movies, the Indiana Jones movies, Willow, and Radio Land Murders. Music on this one, of course, is John Williams. Uh, he did several episodes of Lost in Space back in the day, the Star Wars movies, the Harry Potter movies, Indiana Jones movies, E.T., Space Camp, Empire of the Sun, Hook, Jurassic Park, and basically your entire, your entire childhood if you grew up watching these movies. The budget for this one, this one just astounds me. The budget for this one was $11 million. The box office was $775.4 million. Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker. He was in the Star Wars movies, Corvette Summer, Batman the Animated Series, The Flash, Metalocalypse, Robot Chicken. Harrison Ford played Han Solo. He was in American Graffiti, Star Wars movies, Indiana Jones movies, Blade Runner, Witness, The Mosquito Coast, and The Fugitive. Carrie Fisher, who died just recently uh, in December of 2016, she was Princess Leia Organa. She was in the Star Wars movies, Blues Brothers, When Harry Met Sally, and Family Guy. Peter Cushing died in 1994. He was Grand Moff Tarkin. He was in The Beast Must Die, Night Creatures, The Curse of Frankenstein, The Hound of the Baskervilles, and The Brides of Dracula. Alec Guinness, who died in 2000, played Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi. He was in The Lady Killers, Bridge on the River Kwai, Lawrence of Arabia, and the Star Wars movies. Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO, was in the Star Wars movies, Droids Cartoon, and the Clone Wars Cartoon. Kenny Baker, who died also in 2016, was R2-D2. He was in Flash Gordon, Time Bandits, Amadeus, Labyrinth, and Willow. Peter Mayhew played Chewbacca. He was in the Star Wars movies, Terror, and Killer Inc., James Earl Jones played the voice of Darth Vader. Interestingly enough, uncredited in this movie. There was not an original credit for James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader, which now we know as being the iconic voice of Darth Vader. He was in Dr. Strangelove, uh, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, Star Wars movies, Exorcist II, Soul Man, Coming to America, Field of Dreams, and The Lion King. David Prowse was the physical, imposing figure of Darth Vader, uh, the man behind the costume. He was in the Star Wars movies, A Clockwork Orange, and The Horror of Frankenstein. Phil Brown, who died in 2006, played Uncle Owen. He was in Superman, The Pink Panther, uh, Strikes Again, and Chaplin. Sheila Frazier died in 2000. She was Aunt Beru. She was in a TV show called A Family at War and a movie called Hope and Glory. Jack Purvis, who died in 1997, was the chief Jawa. He was in the Star Wars movies, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, Brazil, Labyrinth, Willow, and Time Bandits. William Hootkins died in 2005. He was Porkins. Uh, He was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Flash Gordon, and Batman. 
Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 93%. Audience gave it a 96%. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune said, Star Wars is not a great movie in that it describes the human condition. It simply is a fun picture that will appeal to those who enjoy Buck Rogers-style adventures. John Simon of the New York Magazine said, Strip Star Wars of its often striking images and its highfalutin scientific jargon, and you get a story, characters, and dialogue of overwhelming banality. John Simon, apparently not a fan. Uh, Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times, gave it four stars and said, Every once in a while, I have what I think of as an out-of-body experience at a movie. I simply mean my imagination has forgotten it's actually present in a movie theater and thinks it's up there on the screen. In a curious sense, the events in the movie seem real, and I seem to be a part of them. Star Wars works like that. Cinema score. There is no cinema score for Star Wars because cinema score started in 1978, so they did not have anything for the Star Wars, the original Star Wars film. Uh, the original Star Wars film has several different awards. The only ones that I am going to read are the Oscars that it won uh, in the 1978 Oscars. So it won the Oscar for Best Art Direction and Set Decoration, Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects. Uh, it won a Special Achievement Award for Ben Burtt, for the sound effects, and then it was nominated for Best Picture, uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Alec Guinness, Best Director, and Best Writing Screenplay. Uh, it did also win a Golden Globe for Best Original Score, John Williams. Uh, many other awards, but like I said, there are so many others that are listed on its IMDb page that I'm not necessarily going to take the time and read all of them here. I feel like we know the movie at this point, but here's a quick little summary. Moisture farmer Luke gets involved in a galactic civil war when his uncle buys two runaway slaves, one of which happens to be carrying the blueprints to a weapon of mass destruction. Luke must team up with an old wizard, space pirate, his hairy co-pilot, and a princess in order to save the galaxy. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. Coming in too fast! The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. No It's an epic of heroes. and aliens from a thousand worlds. Star Wars, a billion years in the making. And it's coming to your galaxy this summer. So what I think is funny about that trailer is if you had seen that trailer in 1976, would you be excited about this movie? 
Are you looking for a certain answer? Because I'm going to say yes, yeah. but I don't know if, they, if you're looking for no. Yeah. I want to say yes, but I don't know if that's just because I can't disassociate what I know about yeah, this movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the the, tri- the the visuals look great. Mm-hmm. Um, the audio? Yeah. I'm not Shows quite the sure. the importance of the music. Right. Well, the, well, the no, music and I, the but he, he audio played, mixing and he, the, yeah. Not he, to get technical, but. Even the. Uh, the <laughs> don't, don't get technical with me. <laughs> the, the writing of the of this trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what he. Anyway, I don't think that added anything, mm-hmm. but the clips that they showed in that trailer were pretty fantastic. I yeah. think those clips would be enough to make sit there and go, okay, well, I'll, I'll give this thing a try. Well, I got to be honest with you. Would you please, finally, you for once? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, no. Happy they really... It didn't give anything away. I mean, it, it seemed to be like a really well-done trailer in that all they're telling you is something's coming, mm-hmm. and it's going to be space, mm-hmm. and they showed a little bit of the TIE fighter like attacking the Millennium Falcon, and it was like, oh, cool. Like I think what you refer to as mm-hmm. like the dogfight thing. Mm-hmm. And it showed you a little bit of lightsabers, which back in 1977, oh my gosh, laser swords. Right. Okay, cool. Darth Vader, that's freaky. Okay, some robots. But it was a really good done, a good done. It was a really good done trailer. It was a really well done trailer because it didn't give anything away. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was kind of like, um, you know, I, I'll relate it to something. Uh, Logan comes out on DVD today. I'm really excited to pick that up. Mm-hmm. But I remember when we saw the Logan trailer, it was like, okay, well, what do you think? How are you gonna? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there's all this discussion, and now we have all this. Okay, well, we know this much. We know that. He is, you know, it's it's going to be based on this, or we know that it's going to be this. And I remember just talking about every angle of the movie, but we didn't have any of that back mm-hmm. done back then. Yeah. And this is awesome because it was like you could watch that a hundred times in a row, and all it's showing you is just little clips of the movie. It really doesn't give any of the plot away. Yeah, you're not going to be able to figure anything anything out. out. So it seems to be a really well done trailer because well, they don't. Well, I mean, which is which is how the older trailers were. Yeah. I'm thinking back to like the original trailer for Superman. Around about the same time, was that 1978? And I think with that one, all you saw was, I think you just saw like clouds. Yeah. And like it was meant to be the point of view of something flying through the clouds. I don't know that it, I don't remember if it ever even showed any clips. Yeah. Very quickly, maybe a few clips from the movie, but it was mostly going through the clouds, like this one was going through the stars, you know, talking to you about, you'll believe a man can fly, and you know, that kind of stuff. And it was the same way. It didn't really give anything away. It was short little clips. Whereas today, I think with a lot of trailers, you watch a trailer and you've basically seen the movie. And then you're going to get the teaser. And then you're going to get the trailer one, trailer two, trailer three. Five international teaser. Red Band. Then you get the Mm -hmm. Red Band one. And then, you know, it's kind of like, okay, it's all there. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know. I don't want to say old school, but it's like I kind of want to go back to... What did that guy say in The Godfather? I just want to dip my beak. All right, I just need a little taste. I just mm-hmm. need a little something-something just to get me excited about the movie. And that's all I want. Yeah. Like, I wish or I wish we could get Dennis's perspective because he deliberately avoids trailers because it gives all that stuff away. Right. right. Whereas this... Yeah. You know, Now trailers are outlines, whereas this mm-hmm. is just like a little hint. Yeah. 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 And the only thing you, the only thing you gain from that... Really, is that you've got an an adventure? You've got a party of three at some point in a trash compactor, yeah. but you don't even really know it's a trash compactor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what or when 
the shift was in trailers, why the shift was in trailers, that it, that it, it went from this, we're telling you nothing, mm-hmm. to here's the whole movie in two and a half minutes. Please come and see it. I think it was when attention spans got shorter and people were more picky about what they spent their money on, so the movie producers needed to say, they needed to show you more to, to get you con- interested. To convince you to get in the door. and you know, is it Like when ticket prices, movie ticket prices jumped up. Because I feel like there for a while, movie ticket prices were sitting at like $6. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like early 2000s, they jumped up quite a bit. And now, um, you know, what is it? If we go to theater number one at our local theater, it's like the one that's got the big speakers and the mm-hmm. nice seats. And the, I think it's like 16 bucks yeah. to see a movie there. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you can watch the trailer 642 times. Mm-hmm. And I've been guilty of it when I've been excited for, you know, I think when Rogue One came out and, you, and I was watching the wrong thing and you showed it to me, yeah. I think I went back and just watched that like all night. I just was like, <laughs> Pat, you're just staring at the poster. But yeah, I know. I'm like, really? You mean there's more? That's, that's well, not the trailer? Moving. <laughs> there's moving pictures. Uh-huh. But I mean, could you imagine seeing that? And when do you see a trailer? Like, yeah. I, I don't think they put that stuff on TV. No. Did they? Yeah. So you go see a movie. And then all of a sudden you're into this other movie and it's like, mm-hmm. but you can't go home and watch that trailer that you saw, like, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, it's cool. I think the cool thing that they did with Star Wars ahead of time was the the toys, like selling the toys because they, they put the toys out as a, if I'm remembering this right, then they put the toys out as like a, here's a set, like you can buy the set that these are all going to go in, but we don't have the toys made just yeah, yet. You yeah, buy the set like and then when the, you know, you pay for it now, yeah. and then when the toys come out, we'll send them to you and, and you'll have them all in this set. And they sold that ahead of time before the movie came out. And so then you got kids excited because kids can play with these toys and they can imagine the stories that go behind these characters. And then all of a sudden the movie comes out. It's like, oh, now I get to see my toys yeah. come to life. And that's, and that's pretty awesome. Fox Studios was like, that's okay, George. We don't want we, we, we don't want any of this marketing licensing. Did stuff. they tell him that? Yeah, like you can yeah. keep all that. Like well, there, there part was of very, it was that was his his negotiation. Mm-hmm. He took less salary, but he retained all merchandising rights. And at that point, in but time, that wasn't just negotiation. All yeah. <laughs> he he went for a lot of it, mm-hmm. but then the studio just didn't want any of it. Well, they like, and they well, didn't. I can take it all. Like, they didn't, okay, they didn't value it at the time. Yeah, they They're didn't like, think, yeah, okay, they didn't think that the movie was going to do. Yeah. Much of anything, at least, especially not to warrant well, he didn't making either. all these toys. Is it the story he didn't even go to the premiere? Like he and Steven Spielberg went on yeah. vacation, and that's where they dreamt up uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the. I think thing. So. He's like, yeah, this is gonna flop. I'm out. He goes to Tahiti. All of a sudden, oh wait a minute. Wow. <laughs> and there yeah, was no, a... I, the two of them have done that a couple of times. Yeah. When one mm-hmm. of them has a, a movie opening. The, uh, they'll go to like Hawaii, I think. And, huh. mm. Well, and there are a couple of, I'm trying to pull it up here real quick on my, I've got a Kindle version here of it. Um, I bought, a couple of years ago, I bought the electronic version of a book called The Making of Star Wars mm. by J.W. Rinsler. And I bought the electronic version because it has um, audio clips and I think some video clips and other stuff built into it. So when they talk about, you know, George Lucas... Uh, in a planning meeting with Fox executives before the movie ever came out, they actually have audio clips of George Lucas and these guys maybe either talking on the phone or talking in this meeting. So it's got all kinds of extra added stuff built in. 
And um, I do remember that a lot of the early chapters of this book talk about how he very nearly had several nervous breakdowns. Mm. Like, like mm-hmm. just almost snapped mentally because of all the pressure to get this movie out and to get funding for it and like all the stuff that he had to go through um, to get this thing made. And then it actually has uh, whole sections of the earliest scripts. Oh, wow. And you can kind of see the progression of from the very earliest scripts uh, where it's the uh, Jedi Bendu and, you know, Luke Starkiller and like all the, all the names are totally different. And um, so you kind of see a progression through the script. So that's if anybody is interested in picking that up, that's uh, J.W. Rinsler is the author and uh, it's called The Making of Star Wars. And I recommend if you have a Kindle or if you have a device that will play Kindles, uh, Kindle books, then I would recommend getting the electronic version because there's just a whole bunch of stuff built in um, to to this one that you can take a look at. But it was not an easy movie to get made by any stretch of the imagination. And I want to say that the book, did the book predate the movie? Yeah. And I, because I mean... The book was based off of one of the more final scripts, but it wasn't... I don't think it was absolutely the final script because there were still several things yeah. in the book that did not make it. But then Empire and Return of the Jedi, that all came out after the movie. Or do I have that wrong? Did they... um, I think they came out either right before okay. the movie or I think it was right around the same time as the movie. Because there are some things in those that are slightly different. Um, but I think, I, I want to say that they came out yeah. at least around the same time. Gotcha. Well, because, I mean, think about it with, we've already told you there's going to be spoilers here. Think about it with Empire. You don't want to release that book before well, people see the what, movie because that's what I, I want to say. Get, yeah. And I know in Return of the Jedi, they talk about when Luke is weeping over his uh, uh, Anakin mm-hmm. after he turns back to the good side. In the book, it's, well, I don't know, am I spoiling the book? Yeah, but, but I mean, it's pretty interesting because Anakin is like hallucinating. And he's talking about how he's this cooling rain that's falling on him, mm-hmm. and it's Luke's tears. Yeah. And then he he talks this whole thing, and he says, "Yeah, you know, he doesn't know Yoda." Like he, he alludes mm-hmm. to that. You know, he talks about how you know, oh man, I, you know, he he wishes that he could thank Yoda for doing such a good job training mm-hmm. the boy. Yeah. It, that he could meet this Yoda. Right. And thank you know, and it, it was just interesting that they were still. Yeah. What's that reverse continuity or mm-hmm. what, whatever? But they Red, were still retconning. Yeah. Retconning. And, yeah. Anyways. Actually, John and I went through, we read through all the books. Okay, like cool. That was our bedtime stories for the last several years has been to start with the novelization of Star Wars mm-hmm. and read through. And so it was kind of funny to, to get to read those books because I had all of them. And I think they're all original copies from either like the 70s or the early 80s. And they've, you know, you can tell it was done before they had the final the gun shooting script. And the, and the, the gun pods in the Millennium Falcon are on the side, not the top mm-hmm. and bottom. Yeah. Yeah. No. Where they should be. I like the top and bottom. I like that zero gravity thing. Is mm-hmm. yeah. As long as Han shoots first, I don't really care. Yeah, that, well, that gets a late. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that here in just yes. a minute. Um, all right. So first, kind of first official question for us all here is: Do you remember the first time you watched Star Wars? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Definitely. You do? Okay. You do. Oh yeah. It's. <laughs> Well, it, it's funny because it was on, on your phone and maybe talk to us instead of at your technology. <laughs> oh, 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 oh I sense a disturbance the in the force. Middle school <laughs> teachers throwing down. Oh. It's, it's that time of year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is research that I'm doing here. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, never no, mind. I, I didn't know I, you looked like that. Put your phone back up. <laughs> oh, my dad recorded it off of um, Fox. It was 
on TV. So we had a VHS tape of when Star Wars first aired on network television. Wow. Complete with commercials and everything. I still have the tape. I haven't put it in a player in a while to see if it still plays, but... You gotta get that on like DVD and keep it. I know. Just, just the commercials. Right. You know? The most interesting thing is it, when it goes to commercials and when it comes back, they had this like logo of Star Wars as a cube that spun in, and then they would show a little video clip of an interview with someone like Carrie Fisher's mom, and who else was in that list? It was fun. They just had weird little things going to commercial because it was, cool. you know, and it was before a movie that aired on TV was truncated and changed for move for TV. It was right. just, it was just fun. Um, so I was, I don't know, probably seven or eight when Dad first showed us the movie. But I, I remember we had the old, we had an old top load VCR yeah. with the wired remote control to zip through the commercials. It was cool. probably the first movie I physically like. Like I remember just loving, like. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we had. I don't remember the first time I watched it because it was the first VHS we ever owned, and I was trying to find. I've got. I found a picture of it on the Star Wars website. Um, it was the original CBS Fox video nice. VHS releases, and I still have this VHS. I'm afraid to put it into a machine and see yeah. if it'll oh, play or not. Really. I did that several years ago, and it was it was grainy, and it was. I mean, I tried to watch it for a few minutes, and I'm like, I mean, no, 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 no I'm, I'm going back to the DVD. Um, but it's just kind of fun to still have that old VHS tape. Um, when my dad bought our first VHS player. I don't, I don't know how much it cost. I would, I would have been a baby at the time. But he bought that, and then I think, the, as the story goes, he only had enough money to buy one VHS mm -hmm. because it was so expensive to buy the player. And at that point, I think the VHS tape, if I remember what he told me right, the VHS tape itself was going to be like 90 bucks. Mm -hmm. oh. So he bought Star Wars. He's like, well, if I'm going to own a movie, I'm going to own something big. So he bought the, the VCR, and he bought Star Wars. And so because it was so expensive, for, I remember for years... That was the only VHS tape we had. So, yeah. and that kind of became, you know, if you know, sometimes your parents will, you know, put on Netflix and plop their kid in front of the TV. Turn on the Star We had Wars Star Wars, so if they needed me to just sit somewhere for a while and, cool. and not do it, they'd pop in Star Wars. It'd stick cool. me in front of the TV. So that's, I mean, I remember as a little little kid, um, you know, just watching this movie constantly. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a Star Wars podcast I listen to and they've got a, a sound clip at the beginning of every episode where some guy says, I've seen Star Wars five hundred times and they he says that every time they do their intro for the podcast and I'm sitting there going, five hundred times. Yes. Yeah, probably like five hundred times by the time I was five. Yeah. Um, and I remember even as a as a little kid, like I, I knew every word to this movie just because I had seen it so many times. Um and then when the others came on, I think all the other movies, Empire and Jedi, we probably recorded those off of TV and, and had them on the on the blank VHS tapes. But that one, that original Star Wars, I remember seeing that from being a really, really little kid. Um, the first one I probably ever saw in the theaters was going to be Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, and I even have, I have an old piece of paper from an assignment that I did in school where they must have re-released uh, Return of the Jedi in the theaters in like 1986. They must have done it like... Uh, maybe it's a summertime thing or just re-releasing it for fun because um, I have like this thing that I wrote in kindergarten about how I got to go see Star Wars in the theater again and, and which would have been like 86 so I don't know it must have been a re-release but 
Um, Star Wars was always a big thing in my house. You know, it, all the early Halloween costumes were Star Wars stuff, and yeah. everything Star Wars, and all my toys were Star Wars. And um, when I had to get stitches in my foot because my uncle accidentally opened the door up uh, and it went over my foot and yep. sliced it open, yep. he felt so bad about it. I got Jabba's Palace. I got the Ewok Village. I got. Uh, I think I got a Tie Fighter. Um, <laughs> can you hit the other yeah, there? I was like, Greg, I'll just I got two feet, so um, yeah, you know, guilt is a powerful motivator. The, uh, the so. But I don't have the Death Star playset with the little foam uh, right. <laughs> like, so if you could rock feel that free to like break my arm if you need yeah. to, if we need some more stuff going on here. But um, and I think I have some old photos of like every Christmas, you know, aunts and uncles were buying me like the X wings and the Tie Fighters, and the, so everybody knew if if little John needed some kind of a toy for Christmas, then we're going to get him something Star Wars. That's cool. And my mom sold them all in a garage sale yeah. years later. So that's a that's a sore subject. But You know what? Uh, Tell it to yourself like this. There's a kid playing with him somewhere. Not some collector. I, I hope so. that, that let's all there just... better be some kid somewhere enjoying the heck out of those enjoy things. Enjoy it. Better enjoy it. So, I, do you... So, that's kind of a... F- Funny thing to me is that we don't even remember the first time it's, oh, we saw it because it's just me, been it's been around for so long and we've yeah. probably watched it so many times. That I, I mean, I've I have a very vague recollection of going to see uh, Jedi in mm-hmm. the theaters when I was a kid, but I can't tell you when I would first have been introduced to mm-hmm. Star Wars. For me, Star and it's the same thing. Like Star Wars was always there. Yeah. Like I mean, I re- now my folks refute this, but I would have. I remember going to see Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Okay, okay. it was one of the first. It's one of my earliest you would, memories. You would have been pretty young. I would yeah. have been pretty young, and I freaked out. Really, I freaked out. I know I didn't see it. Okay, then, and I, I might be thinking. I wasn't born yet. I might be thinking of something else. It might, maybe it was they brought me into a room and I watched mm-hmm. it on VHS or whatever. I and remember. So little, it felt like a theater. It, <laughs> that could have been. Like I don't because my folks are always like, "Oh, we never did that." Mm-hmm. But they also say a lot of things. Oh, we. Never did that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you did. But I remember oh, going in and I. I didn't get past the uh, ATAT attack okay. in um, Hoth. In fr- like in my mind, I was say yeah. and those sleep. things always like those walkers. Even now, when I watch them, they hold this like because I remember them from my mm-hmm. youth. And yeah. and like I said, so I I don't know if my dad pulled me out of the theater. I don't, but that is my earliest memory of Star Wars is, is seeing those walkers attack, freaking out, and my dad pulling me out. But other than that, it was like Star Wars was was mm-hmm. it was just always there. I, as a kid, I was totally convinced that the way Darth Vader died in Return of the Jedi was he got his head chopped off. Okay. Because as a kid, I think I was young enough that I was mixing the yeah. dream Darth Vader getting his head chopped off in Empire Strikes Back with okay. Darth Vader actually dying See. in Return of the Jedi. So as a kid, for a few years, like I had that mixed up okay. in my mind. Was that, oh yeah, Darth Vader, he gets his head chopped off. See, and, 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 no. and A New Hope and Empire kind of swirl together for me. I just yeah. remember images mostly. Just mm-hmm. like a little memory. Okay. Jedi was the first one that I remember when that was coming out. I yeah. remember when it was Revenge of the Jedi yeah. before it was Return of the Jedi. I mean, I remember all the merchandising hitting with that one. I remember going to the theater for that one. But but like this was just, it was just always there. Yeah. It was just always there. This is distracting yeah. to you. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, Jeff is, uh, after he yelled at Bo for doing research, Jeff is doing some research on his computer here, and he's pulling up, what is that, eBay? 
No, oh, it's toyworth.com. I just Googled um, like a lot uh, of the old original Star Wars Star Wars figures. Yes. Which which is funny. I'm looking How at that much? I'm like I'm like I might have that one. Right. I, I might like have a lot that of these one. are like that's in my parents' house. That's yeah. in my parents' house. That's in my parents' house. Like I have an entire IKEA shelf that I bought that is all Star Wars and like one section is the old 70s and 80s Star Wars. Another section is like the 90s Star Wars when they brought all those back out and then another section is like some of the newer ones from today. And I'm looking at this. I'm going. I, I had that. Millenn- I had the Millennium Falcon. I I had two Rancors. I have this in my basement right now. Do you really? Yeah. In the box. Yeah. Nice. I had two Rancors. Two Rancors. Two Rancors. One that had a Han Solo inside of it. Oh my gosh. Because the Rancor. Because <laughs> the Rancor was. I was playing with it, and the Rancor was eating Han Solo, and I apparently I pushed it too far down the Rancor's mouth, and so I could pick up the Rancor and like shake it, and it would rattle because Han Solo was stuck inside. And I remember like being really upset as a kid. I was like, Did you ever well, get how Han we, Solo back? No. Which Han Solo was it? Uh, I think it was. I Empire Strikes Back Han Solo. Big Head I, or Little Head? Um, it was Big Head Han Solo. Oh. It was one of the originals. Yeah. But I had a couple of Han Solos, so I, it was kind of okay. I had a replacement. I also had two Chewbaccas. I had a couple of Chewbaccas, and we used to have a, a Dodge Ram van, and I would climb up one of those that had the ladder on the back. So sometimes I would climb up on the, on the ladder of the van. I'd sit on top of the van to get away from my sister, and I would play Star Wars toys up there. And apparently, I, I picked them all up, and I came down to go in for dinner one day and left Chewbacca on top of the van, in the middle of summer in Texas. Why you gotta hate Wookiees? I don't hate Wookiees. <laughs> but the sun turned the him... What was that? Uh, Bo's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, whose turn is it to feed Bo? That was a melting Chewbacca sound. <laughs> he didn't melt, he turned green. Really? Yeah, so he turned into Chewbacca's cousin. Interesting. And I, and I don't remember what I called him, but I had a brown Chewbacca and a green Chewbacca. I'm like, okay. It's outstanding. It's a slightly different Chewbacca. Um, so... Is this movie just a really cool sci-fi movie, or yeah. is it like this big, epic, <laughs> no, life-changing... No further question. Yes, yes. 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 yes, next question. <laughs> well, people claim that like this movie changed Hollywood. That like, Hollywood would not be the Hollywood it is today without Star Wars. Is that true? Do you think Star Wars is like this game-changing behemoth of a movie that changed everything? Or is it just this really awesome sci-fi movie that a whole bunch of people love? I don't know if I can answer that simply because I wasn't there. Okay. Like I don't, I don't think I know enough about movie making at the time. Really, all the movies that have been had been churning out of Hollywood for the six or seven years prior mm-hmm. to be able to say then this movie came out and it changed everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's what I've always been told. That's what I've always heard when people talk about it, and and this, you know, this movie's been so highly romanticized yeah. in, in that respect. It may have. I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that if you ask me that question, I'll churn out the same rhetoric that I've been told. But if I'm going to try to be impartial, I don't know. I don't know if it did. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, well said. I, I, the only thing I can go to pointing in the S is maybe with the advent of the merchandising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with the idea that it is still just generation after generation they're coming up with new stories and and maybe there's some people out there that are getting fatigued with it but like you said you know you get a little bit okay they're done the terminator movies a little bit much okay all right x-men they you know they've kind of done that to death and that's why you know uh hugh jackman wanted logan to go in a different direction as as the swan song for that character 
we just seem to keep wanting more Star Wars. And I mean, I don't know if we've seen something like that. More Star Wars, more better. Yeah, so far. And then the other thing is the special effects. And obviously, I'm not the expert on special <laughs> effects. But but from my recollection is is did isn't this where ILM got started mm -hmm. and yeah. the ILM Skywalker Sound yep. all that and came they've out of this. they've done like what like just about every movie out there mm -hmm. you know and then a lot of the other like a lot of the other special effects houses that exist now have kind of spun out of well banned from like the ranch guys that work right I did mean, you ever hear that, the story of banned from the ranch special effects they were they I think. A buddy of mine was telling me that they did, um, I can't remember, it was one of the early comic book movies um, that I'm going to draw, draw a blank on. Anyways, Banned from the Ranch, they all used to work for Lucas on, on the, the Skywalker Ranch. ranch and then the they got into his back, like, private area room and all that kind of stuff, and they were, like, smoking his cigars at one big party that night. So they... According to legend, they got fired, and then they started their own company called Banned from the Ranch because they were, what are you guys doing back here in... I, I don't know if that's true or not, or if I got the story messed up, mm -hmm. but you're that's right. It's a good like, story nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. I hope that story is true, because that's a good, <laughs> it's a really good story. Spawn. I think that was on the DVD yes. of uh -huh. Spawn. They um, did. Um, I looked on their IMDb page, and it was, as, as far as you want to trust IMDb, I know some of these things could be wrong, but um, they have listed starting back in 95 is okay. when they, they broke off. Um, they have Congo, Twister, The Relic, Dante's Peak, Men in Black. Spawn, Titanic, Starship Troopers. And this is banned uh, from the ranch. This is banned yeah. from the ranch. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Doolittle, Basketball. Oh, basketball. Uh, nice. Uh, Midsummer Night's Guilty Dream. Pleasure, yep. American Pie, Inspector Gadget, Stir of Echoes, Hollow Man, Way of the Gun. Did I ever tell you that one of my thoughts was I was going to turn basketball into, into a drinking movie, and every time they said dude, you'd have to take a shot. And drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd end up dead. Mm -hmm. I was going to say just Could be. IV. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on what you're shooting, but yeah. yeah. Dude. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, so in that sense, and I agree with you, Jeff, you're this like, you know, I don't know if this is, is this, is this one of the movies that changed the game? But... So, but when it's you look, a great sci-fi movie, but when you look at these things, when you look back at video of the lines of people mm -hmm. standing outside theaters yeah. to see this movie, I mean that's got to be indicative of something, right? Right. I grew up well, and I grew up thinking Blockbuster was just the name of a video store. I didn't know that Blockbuster was, you know, when they called movies that would just like mm -hmm. people would loop around the block waiting to get in. To our younger listeners. Blockbuster video right, store and then it, that showed, was a place that you went to to rent jungle. videos. Oh, what a movie! Blockbuster video, yeah, well, something like that. Was it like, wow, what a difference? Oh, that could be. That was, was one too. Was I that one of them? Yeah. Both, I think. No, I think that was it. Yeah. And, and they always used to put the Blockbuster video in next to a little Caesar's I wanted, pizza. I want to go on the record as saying we were driving down the road the other day, and Dominic Luto goes, family video, can we go there sometime? That looks like a fun place. I'm like, yes, yes we can, son. <laughs> let's it's go just, in. Let's talk about the way it's, Dad. It's like a museum. Look at yeah. this. This is where you come to find movies. Right. you got to look up and down, and mm -hmm. is it in? And guess what? You talk to the dude mm -hmm. and the chick behind the counter, mm -hmm. and they have information for you. They can tell you all the stuff that we can find online. You had to go mm -hmm. to the Blockbuster video person. Or the family video person, and like, well, it's coming out, but you want to wait for this one, like, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, all these. We've things. explained to my kids several times. It's like you know, when mom and dad were young, we didn't get to pick what cartoons we want to watch, and we couldn't pause them. And it, if you slept in and missed your cartoon, 
<laughs> you missed your cartoon. You, missed you never cartoon. saw that that episode of that cartoon. You had to watch the next one next week. Yeah. And if your friends watched the one you didn't watch, you or found out that from that. Came them. back around or in hope, summer during right. uh, reruns. Right, right. No. Um, well, and, and just like all the stuff that this movie changed, like the 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 visual, like you talk about the visual effects, like the, the things the that they pioneered, side. the technical side yeah. of it, even like the cameras. Like, I mean, I think they were pushing for better cameras to be able to... You're losing Pat. I'm sorry. I don't know about that, but educate yeah. <laughs> is what I was trying to say before. No, but I mean, like, the, the devices that they would put together for the modeling and for the, you know, to be able to film spaceships and make it look as realistic as they can make it look. And, um, you know, it, a lot of that, you watch any of those documentaries for this movie, for the original Star Wars, and you see these guys just, you know, building stuff from scratch. They're like, well, can we do that? Uh, I don't know. Nobody's ever done that before. Yeah. Do we have anything that'll do this? No, but we could try to build it. And that was kind of like their attitude for the whole thing. Was like, can we do this? Not, not well, no, but let's build it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. we can. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they didn't, they, they didn't seem to overreach. Can we build either. it? Yes, we can. <laughs> they, they didn't seem to overreach either. It wasn't like, yeah. okay, this is looking a little dated. Or this mm -hmm. is, I mean, you watch it now and it's kind of like, it holds up pretty darn well. And I know this is a question for later, but you talk about making the prequels and fitting them in so that the prequels and the, the Rogue One fit so smoothly and just with the look of the movie. Mm -hmm. That speaks pretty highly for a 40-year-old movie. Yeah. Man. So, we ended up watching, I, I think, did we all end up watching the original unaltered, mm. yeah. that, that mm -hmm. copy that I, I put out there? Yeah. So we ended up watching the original Most unaltered bad. version of the movie. Um, how did you feel about that? Because it's probably been a while since we've seen the original unaltered theatrical, you know, if ever. I mean, there were, up until just a few years ago, I had never seen the copy of it where it doesn't say episode four across the top. Yeah. I, the original VHS might have said that, might have yeah. kept the episode four out of there. But um, I wonder if the one off TV. The one oh, off TV may, may or may not have. Give now you gotta a go research watch. project. I'll be right back. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. step out real quick. I'll be right back. So I'm gonna go watch the unedited copy, and I'll be right back. I didn't right know that back. was the question that was going to offend you. I mean, yeah. Dennis says he's Howard the I'm Duck, out. and, and yeah. Pat is just like, I don't answer questions about unedited videos. Wow, he's an angry elf. Well, let's <laughs> say one more thing. Um, so uh, you must be a South Pole elf. <laughs> <laughs> So you so you were watching it even earlier today, yeah. And you said it was a little weird. Yeah. So there were parts when I realized that the enhancements, if you want to call them that, that uh, George Lucas had had put in in the re-release, there were there were things that that worked well. And I think the problem is that there were things that didn't work well and or didn't add. And the 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 good stuff got overshadowed by the crap stuff. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, like the scene I pointed out to you, you know, when, when they're standing on the cliff and, um, you know, Obi-Wan says, you know, Moss Eisley, the, you know, the... And, and the and hive of Yeah, and, and the, the camera pans to it. And I'm like, I looked at the computer, I'm like, where is it? <laughs> What are they looking at? There, it's Luke. Just, no, 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 no. That seventh mountain speck, over. Seventh. No, that no look there. from the left. Seventh. Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, I was looking. I was going, wow. Squint. Look weird. through this. You can see. Yes. And and when they when they're finally in, uh, 
in Moss Eisley, and, and you know, it's like a building here and a, mm -hmm. and a thing there. You're like, oh, okay. So the idea of... No, when you, so when you say spaceport, you mean like an airport in Kentucky. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've flown into Kansas City International. Mm -hmm. Right. There's not much there. There's not a whole lot of international. Um, I'm kind of surprised there is a Kansas there's City a, International. There's a cow field right along the mm -hmm. runway. Mm -hmm. True story. Um, it takes, wonder, forever. It takes forever to I get there because it's out in the middle of nowhere. I wonder what the ratio from you know cow strikes to... Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, you know, the explosion of the Death Star mm -hmm. at the end. <laughs> you know, like, in the original version, it's sort of like, poof. Like, oh, look at that. It blew up. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. um, oh, see, that's funny because I'm the opposite. You like that? I prefer the original explosion. Really? Yeah. Why? I Because I think when I see the explosion with the shockwave, I think, you just did that because of Star Trek Six. I think of, like, when Star Trek Six came out and you had the Klingon moon explode I and you had that whole shockwave. I think you're the only one that thinks I, I might be. that. But I, and I remember, because I was also a big Star Trek fan, and I remember seeing like some behind-the-scenes stuff where they talked about, well, you know, this is more realistic that if a, if a planet exploded, you'd have a, a shockwave. So when they added that to the Death Star explosion, I'm like, oh, that's just, you just kind of feel like you're copying Star Trek VI at this point when you add that into it. I, I, like, I, I look at the explosion of I the Death Star from the original. I think that's a very specific grievance to have. Oh, it may be. But, I mean, you're talking about differences between the... Unaltered and though sure. unaltered, and that's one of the ones that if I could take back, I'd be like, nah, um, I don't, I don't need it. I don't have a. Oh, let me let me rephrase that. I don't have a problem with it. Like I'm not sitting there going, shockwave, <laughs> hate shockwaves. I don't care. Was if it were up to me, also your Admiral Akbar impersonation. No, what I can do a better Admiral Akbar. It's, 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 it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Have a rap. You ever seen that? With the Admiral yes. Akbar. The, the, the Star Wars Detours one? Yeah, it's yeah. testing out different lines. It's an elaborate ruse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I have to go and double park So the, the assault on the Death Star? So, I mean, I, I, the, I think the shockwave I can take or leave. The I assault mean. on the Death Star, I think, looked better mm -hmm. in the enhanced. Mm -hmm. But again... With the dogfighting. You, yeah. you, you had that other stuff that got mixed in there, like the, um, you know, Greedo shooting first. Ah! Or... <laughs> um, Oh god! What was the other example? I just I just had it in mind. Too. Java, Java and Han. Like you have all that stuff. Like, see, it's funny. Like that overshadowed the the minor enhancements. It added a lot more to the movie. Mm -hmm. The minor stuff was definitely better. Like some of the as dumb as this is, some of the really bad lasers in the original. Just. When they tightened those up, it just looked so much better. Mm -hmm. And the assault on the Death Star was so much better well, yeah, because of the scale that they were able to provide. Well, not only that, but the cleaning of the edges of the X yeah. mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. it didn't look like getting rid of the clearly, mat, the mat it was, lines. Right. The, yeah. right. It just it looked so much better. Mat lines are pat when you have when you've got right. the filming of something and you have to cut it out and it looks like it's been superimposed. Sort of like I do something like that. Where, yes. Yeah, so that kind of yes. Like that's line. American Sign Language. So, that was in our um, last last week's movie. Did um, that's right. I think Apple. Well, yeah. Apple. Hell. Yeah. You know the other thing apple? that looks like better is when when they're when they get out of the thing uh, the uh, uh, trash compactor and they turn a corner and suddenly there's the stormtroopers and they're like there they are and Han shoots and he's mm -hmm. like get back to the ship ah! and yeah. he's running down he's the hall. After him. And this already came yeah. up, no, no, yeah. him. but he turns around the corner and then suddenly he's like whoa and then he starts running back the mm -hmm. other way. In the original, it's like, like he's seven. chasing ten guys <laughs> yeah. and I count he's like chasing eight or ten guys and he turns around the corner and then there's like four guys and so it's like what. 
in the in the enhanced one, there's like a whole right, a like, whole battalion. Di- yes, yeah. like a division of mm-hmm. to, that looked a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it, but to to go to your point of the stuff that didn't need to be there, like the Greedo shooting first, we can all agree yeah. is apocryphal yes. and nope. should be erased from memory and no. history. I like the concept of the Java sequence. Mm-hmm. The implementation has problems. Yeah. Right here, Java. Been waiting for you. You didn't think I was gonna run, did you? Look, Java, next time you want to talk to me, come see me yourself. Don't send one of these twerps. Look, Java, even I get boarded sometimes. You think I had a choice? I like the through line that it gives the story from Star Wars to Return of the Jedi. Okay, we'll it, let you finish. Then I'm gonna... it, yeah, I was going to say, John, I know, what, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> to me, it gives Jabba talked about it earlier. more to see what he actually is. Now, I think the scene itself is horrible mm-hmm. and that has to do with the way they filmed it and the fact that he walked yeah. behind him because when he steps on his tail and that whole thing it, it yeah. takes me out of the moment and it's it's almost as bad as the stormtrooper because if Jabba's this vile gangster if you step on his tail exactly I mean imagine if you just walked up behind you know Don Corleone yes. and kicked him in the butt and- I was just thinking <laughs> Don Corleone and the difference between like Jabba and Return of the Jedi versus this mm-hmm. like it'd be like Don Corleone uh, from from The Godfather all of a sudden being your buddy right Right, <laughs> and like no, that's that's not the Don. Mm-hmm. That's that's not mm-hmm. how the 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 head of this massive now collection of gangster would would mm-hmm. work and operate. It wouldn't be this fluent. It wouldn't be this conversation with someone you paid to do a job, and they screwed the job up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you don't get to have that moment of well, let me tell you my thoughts on it. Let me tell you what I think. And then about let me it. step on your tail. Right, <laughs> and and your response to that is. <laughs> Remind, really? How much time? Which sounds like the Tuscan Raider from Family Guy. What you just did. The other part that bugs me about the scene is not enough time passes between Star Wars and Return of the Jedi for Jabba to make the gains that he did in the, size and girth. <laughs> yes, and and in my opinion criminal empire the way i think the jabba in star wars was originally designed as a human for starters for starters he was a person but i mean the the gestalt of jabba was he was a little bit of a lower level crime boss at the time and he is now the head of the crime family by return of the jedi but there's not enough time there well and the way that seems originally i don't get the sense that he was a lower level Anything. I always get the sense that he's supposed to be this crime boss in charge of everything, and it's just. But if he's the crime boss in charge of everything. Why is he even there? He has well, people to do this exactly. Thing exactly. Why is he there? So maybe it, that's it, why I. It just, just speaks to that scene and and how unnecessary it is. But John, why do you think this scene is unnecessary? 
Well, and I will say that, and Bo, I think you and I probably went to go see a whole bunch of these when the we special did. edition came out. And we, we did. We treated it as after we saw it like five or six times because we saw it at uh, Showplace. Yes, we did. It was like a dollar fifty. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. per ticket. So after we'd seen it five or six times, we'd sit in the back of the theater and treat it as our own mystery science theater. We'd just sit there and like make fun of it because I think we were like the only ones well, point, in the theater. Yeah. yeah. We just... um, when these folks, came out, folks, we were. Young and single, and no one liked us. So Speaking of being happens. single, did you see my TV chart? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was impressive and nerdy. Um, so Speaking of impressive and nerdy. Impressive and nerdy. I think, well, wait, hold on. Is, Dennis, is Dennis coming in the room? Well, He's forgotten how to open the door. Well, you know, Neanderthals have issues. Uh huh. Where are you bringing this yeah, thing? Uh, <laughs> I keep hearing voices. Yeah. Where are you taking this oh, thing? Where are you taking this thing? <laughs> Prisoner transfer from Subblock 113. I wasn't notified. We're just fine here. Okay, we're, just, really, we're, we're, we're just wrapping up new movie news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting uh, at least uh, a few of you guys to be wearing costumes. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I am. I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm just wearing clothes. Well, yeah. I'm wearing my Leia Jedi outfit. Uh-huh. Oh, at least it's the Jedi outfit, not the bikini. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. It is. That's from that movie. I'll show you later. Oh. He refers to it as, as the oh. movie from that movie, The Jedi. God, he I must can't. refer to it as something completely different. Can't <laughs> what am I here right now? Inspiration. Well, you know. Oh. <laughs> Let's not speak. That's not fair. Speaking of waxing off, oh. <laughs> it's my Thursday night outfit. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, so John, um, getting back to your point. Okay, so <laughs> when these when the special editions inspired me, when the special editions came out in the nineties and they had these scenes added back in, I think as a kid in high school watching these movies who loved Star Wars, I looked at that and because at the time we didn't. You and I were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. At the time, we didn't have DVD. So you didn't have deleted scenes. Mm -hmm. So this was like somebody bringing you your favorite movie and saying, here are deleted scenes you've never seen before. And I remember as a kid watching that being like, holy crap, that's amazing. Like that they could go back and they could add that stuff in and they can bring me a scene from a movie that is at that time, what, 20 years old. And and it's brand new and something I've never seen before. And Mm -hmm. so at the time watching it, I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And as a 16, whatever year old kid, when he steps on Jabba's tail, I'm like, ah, he stepped on Jabba's mm-hmm. tail. That's funny. Yeah. Now, after these have been out for many years and there have been much more additions and subtractions and other things done to these movies, I look back at that scene. No, don't even get me started on that. Um, I look back at that scene, and now when I think about the Jabba scene, I think, you know what? I, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even want it in there anymore because... And why don't you need it, John? It, well, it was cool at the time, but I don't need it because it's all covered in the scene with Greedo. Yeah. The conversation with Greedo... You mean the Greedo, scene that happens practically right before it? Right, exactly. And, and especially watching it this time, and my kids were, because we watched the, the original, unedited, unaltered version, and the kids were like, was it after he shoots Greedo, he goes to talk to Jabba. Where's that part? And I was like, that wasn't in the original. Like that, that didn't come until like twenty some years later. And you get all that information about. You, you don't need to see Java, and I don't need to see. When you mentioned that it, it makes a good connection between all the other movies, Java gets mentioned in Star Wars, and he gets mentioned in Empire Strikes Back, and then you finally see him in Return of the Jedi. And a little bit to me now, more as an adult, that almost that scene put back in almost cheapens the Jabba that you get in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. because it's yeah. a totally unnecessary scene. All that exposition was already done moments before 
and it's a repeat to just have a scene where look what cool things we did with CGI. Oh, and, and we're going to have Boba Fett walk in like and look at the camera right at the end of that scene and then walk off because Boba Fett's cool and we're just going to throw cool things at you. So I think with that, talking about pieces of the, the changes that have been made over the years, that scene is one of the only ones that really bothers me in this movie. The other stuff, like we were kind of talking about the, the dog fighting at the end of the movie and the ships, I like, that's much better. I like that they throw a little bit of bigs in there. because I like that part, too, where they, that, they have that conversation right before, because then that kind of brings a little bit more weight to his I'm sorry, death. did you say you had that conversation? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, no. okay. Um, I think you and I may have been talking about that earlier today, that it, it gives a little bit more weight to his death. Yeah. You know, when you get to see them, because there's another scene that still didn't get added into the movie when Luke is still on Tatooine. Yeah. And Biggs is there and says, oh, hey, you know, I've, I've joined up with the Rebellion and I'm, I'm off, I'm leaving. And, yeah, and, and Luke is like, well, I want to go too. And, it, and it, well, they, they claimed for years that that scene didn't exist. It does, and, though. And I think it's on the Blu-ray. I think is it's that where I saw scene. it? I, I was going to say, I've seen scene. this yeah. Within yeah. the last year, I've seen yeah. this scene. There's a whole bunch of other scenes where, like, because in the novel, the original novel that came out before the movie, there's all these scenes with, like, Luke and his friends. Mm -hmm. It's, like, all of his friends that he hangs out with and he whines about going to the Tashi station with and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. Ugh. And that, that all... Going to Tashi no, station and think of power every, converters. Every time I hear that line in the movie, I just... No, oh, I know. I just want to. I was watching the it the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about this! Did you make a power converter?" <laughs> but it's an awesome line because it totally like sets you up as Luke is just this whiny farm boy, mm -hmm. just whining. I yeah. mean. So I like, I mean, I like the scenes. I like the scenes where they added Biggs in when they had that conversation. I would have liked to have seen maybe that conversation too, um, added into the beginning of the movie because it's. It does give you a little bit of that continuity because I think that scene starts with Luke. Um, the space battle has just happened, and the droids shot off in their escape pod. And then I think what it was supposed to do was it was supposed to cut to Luke standing there holding binoculars, watching the space battle. Yeah. And then and he know, goes back inside. And then he goes back inside. And he talks to Big. He sees mm -hmm. his friends. He talks to Bigs. Bigs walks outside with him, and they go through this whole thing of I've joined the rebellion. I'm leaving. Blah blah blah. I, you'll be able to get off this planet soon. Don't worry about it. Um, that I would have liked to have seen that added back in, but then stuff like the job of the hut scene, where it's just a repeat of something you just did, you know, seconds before that, that I don't need in there. Yeah. Well, the I think, only other I thing agree, the, the, yeah. I'd like, I think Boba Fett's okay. <laughs> I'm not having him there anymore because yeah. he was a cool character that you don't really hear a lot of. But I mean, like, yeah. at that point, so that was fine. So, and so I'm good with Boba Fett, but the job of the hut. I, I just don't need the whole scene. The, the whole, yeah, but, but I'm yeah. saying that part of it, I don't mind. You can take out the whole scene. The reveal of Jabba. Just doesn't. You can have work. Boba Fett walk out of the bathroom in the cantina. You can have any, exactly. You can put him somewhere else. Too. Yeah, yeah, just have him be somewhere around there would have been kind of cool. But um, you're talking about Java. You're talking about Java, and, and in your mind as a kid, I just remember thinking like, you know, like mm -hmm. I wasn't a. It was a sort of a side thing, but I kept thinking like, is this Java guy going to come out and mm -hmm. is he going to pop out somewhere? Who does he look like? You mm -hmm. know, when they show He's you, more of a threat if you don't like, see him. Well, yeah, it's better when you don't see him and there's this sort of looming mm -hmm. threat that's after the It's the shark from Jaws. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that works Talk so much better. When you reveal it, if I would have seen that first, that version mm -hmm. first, exactly, it would have totally, not totally, but it would have ruined Return of the Jedi mm -hmm. when you see Jabba the Hutt for the first time. Yeah. And he's got that whole setup there. Because now, in Return of the Jedi, he's threatening. When yes. he gets his tail stepped on, it's funny. Yeah. And that, like, I don't, like, like we were saying, if this is guy, if this guy's a mob boss, you don't in, in the Godfather. You wouldn't walk up and, and yeah. slap a mob boss on the back of the butt and expect to live. So yeah. you know, I if, if the first time you see Jabba is going to be this comedic thing, then that's not 
he's not the vile gangster yeah. that you're supposed to be afraid of. So I definitely didn't like with, yeah. with the I told I think and I think most people are I don't know if there's anybody I've ever seen or read or anything out there who really liked having yeah. Jabba and that be in that scene. As as a kid I thought it was cool. But now as an adult I'm like I I would be happy if they just took that scene out. Now the only the last thing I will say that about changes that I wish they would make to this movie of all the different things that he has tweaked Ed in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. Unless, unless they want to show his corpse in the trash compactor, <laughs> then I would be fine with that. <laughs> wow, I was Jeez. not expecting to go that direction. Yep. No, if, if they want to show his corpse in the trash compactor, I am totally cool with that. Okay. Um, yeah, took a took a dark turn there. You want to switch seats? I'm scared. Yeah, you can come on over here. You can stay right there. <laughs> wow. All right. No. The only other... So I'm going to get nitpicky with this one. The only other... Help. <laughs> help. <laughs> um, the only other thing that they have never changed of all the different things... You want to be free? You want to be free? Do you want a banana? You want an apple? Okay. Um, of all the things that I wish they would change in this movie is there is a scene when Obi-Wan and Vader are fighting. It's a lightsaber fight at the end. And I, every single time... When he, when the lightsaber is like facing, it, well, there's a point at which it's facing you, and it looks like it short circuits, mm -hmm. and it makes like a pss, pss yeah. kind of sound. And I remember it as a kid watching that, and being like, "Oh no, his lightsaber ran out of power." Yeah. But then the next thing comes back, and, and it's totally fine, and they're still fighting. And then as I grew up, I was like, "Well, that's kind of weird. That must be a mistake in the movie where it just it didn't show up right." Yeah. And then they do the special editions, and they do all this cleaning up of the matte lines, and they. they Add these scenes and Remember and then it's I do we took, I got it. it's not just a not just a guy it's it's yeah. actually yeah um, and so when they did all this cleaning up of stuff when they came out with the DVDs when they came out with the Blu-rays and they you know everything is now 4K 1080p are like a higher resolution yeah. like a little bit more okay. <laughs> the matte lines is is the shape of your face and your pillow when I suffocate you with it right is that, is that wow <laughs> <laughs> not really it's, no, I really don't want to sit next here. To, yeah. Next, next to charger in the trash can. Forget that. <laughs> well, it's really so that, green. <laughs> well, to be technical, um, so I mean that part. Even in the Blu-ray, like yeah. I, I don't think it's changed. I no, think the it's last not. time no, I watched it's it, not. it still is. There's this little part with it. I often wonder to myself, like, how, why much, could how you hard not? is it to just put, like, a blue lightsaber? Right. And, like, well, you, you okay, can, so a kid with Photoshop can now add so I have you to know, lightsabers then. to stuff. Why did they not clean that up? You know, I wish I paid attention to that part specifically because I wasn't. I, now, I see, now you have me thinking, what is the... Is he trying to I say try something? To say, and that's, and what I, that's what I'm wondering. I think he is, and it's he, got something to do. No reason. Right, it's got something to do with the Darth Vader and and Obi Wan thing because George Lucas is a weird dude, and if he could fix it, he would. He would. I know. So, so that's is there an intentional reason that he's keeping it that way? Is there, a, is there some sort of not message, but some sort of but then what's point the, to but it? What's there, that's what I'm. There is no. We, we, we're probably going to revisit yeah. that to look. I want to see yeah. it exactly too. But if he's but if he's redone so many of these other things so that Star Wars is accessible for children, because I kind of feel like a lot of his other changes have been well, kids won't understand unless okay. it looks like this or sounds like this. Well, but this going, is going to the thing that I hate in Return of the Jedi. What he <laughs> added in is the no, no uh, picks him up that yeah, whole thing. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. That's for a child. Like, I can tell when he looks at the Emperor and he looks at Luke. And when he looks back and he right. looks at Luke again, I can tell there's a conflict there. 
there's a turmoil. I don't, I don't need him. I don't him. remember that change. When did they have that in? With the Blu-ray? I think for the Blu-ray. Oh. Yeah. No, there was a special editions, wasn't it? No. Oh. It Same time you changed the song? Sure? No, the only, the only thing, the only scream that they changed in the special editions was when Luke falls off the thing in, in hey. Cloud City and does the Kermit the Frog, yeah. that whole thing, which yeah. is also <laughs> stupid. I'm glad they took that out. Okay, so um, you're, saying, you're saying he made that change to make it accessible to children. Well, because he's, if, he's turned a lot of these other movies into kids' movies. Right, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that took something that he might have seen as the kids don't get it right. and made it accessible. It. I got it as a kid. Yeah. But I'm special. I, but, I, but I think yeah. what's your question, yeah. But, but is what Dennis and I are, are, are thinking anyway, and, and until we check it, we won't know, but so is it... How would you phrase that? Is what we're that thinking scene. above... How would you phrase that scene? What would I be looking for? The Darth Vader... Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader episode four. Yeah. Is what you're watching. Darth Vader um, versus Obi-Wan. Yeah. Or lightsaber duel or something like that. He may not have thought he had to change that because he's not trying to make it accessible to kids. It's just but he's this so, moment but he's so of, a prince and, of a prince and, and, and master fighting again after all this time. But if I, George Lucas wants everything so perfect, if he has to keep going back to these movies and he wants it perfect, right. if there's a message to this short-circuiting of the lightsaber, if, that's, if there's a reason he didn't fix that, then I feel like whatever that message is, should be clear enough that a child could get it because that's kind of been his philosophy with a lot a, of these other changes. I, I thought it was a mistake in the original special Well, that, that's what I thought too. It's like, it must be a mistake. So every, as, as a kid, I'm like, oh, okay. But you make a good point. But when they change... Because he is so... Yeah. I mean, he's, he's meticulous stuff. when it comes to it. I feel like if it was wrong, you would have fixed it. Yeah. That's the part that gets me. Like, if it was wrong, you would have fixed it. Yeah. So it has to be there for a reason. again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. interesting was that those sabers were made of glass yeah and they really couldn't about that part yeah well no it's coming up you should not have come back it's like right at the end of this section before it right before it cuts to the next scene and just kind of right here like that little part right little there. It, it like right fizzles there. and it's like it's not. But that almost looked corrected. No, that looked no. better than it did right there. That's, yeah. that's better than it did. It's better than it used to, but. Interesting. But I mean, given given the changes he's made. If, why, I why? wonder if even with all the fancy tools he's got now. I wonder if that's hard to fix. I wonder if because. Watched. I wonder if because Darth Vader is advancing this way and the lot notice in a lot of those shots. It's from behind Vader. Yeah. I wonder if they just couldn't get in there. 
Because you're looking straight on to the end of that blade. I, that's, I don't think it's a fizzle. I think it's you're looking straight at the blade. Right. So they're trying to figure so out how to render that. It? And but it's not but given, given the technology we have, we can rebuild it. And we right. can, like, given the technology we have now. It's like, why, but isn't it just the perspective? Because every time that happens, it's like when the blade Although crosses. It does look smaller. But, but yeah. that's better. If you look in the... Uh, if you look in the one that you put up there, yeah. that there's there's nothing there. It, it right. just, yeah, that part there isn't. Yeah. yeah. So, so they I, I mean they cleaned it up a little bit, but still it's not you know That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. That scene has always bothered me. even as a little kid. Because I was convinced as a little kid, I'm like, oh no, his lightsaber's running out yeah. of power. Well He's, the reason Because when you look at it, it looks like the the light is brighter here, so I'm trying to think is it that perspective of it coming out. Yeah. And it's not meant to be seen from the side. Like in other words, is it really? I don't know. Right. But in the, the, I mean, the with everything you can do, pointing straight at you. But with everything you can do with computers, why should that make a difference? So how do they fix it though? If it's pointing straight at you, what are they going to do? Make it seem coloring the dot more? Like yeah, I don't know. Make it brighter. Look a little longer. Well, I mean, a high, a high school kid with Photoshop. But see, there they did. Because if you go back and watch, right, the right, right. that's it, it's like that's better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I guess if you have the ability, why not make it longer? Oh, I can't even. Right I can't even watch. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if I did, I would. So you know. Ah. So speaking of things that we don't like about this movie, yeah, I bump early on with the uh, Uncle Owen, Camp okay. Peru scene when he uh, looks like yeah, you know, these droids are talking about Obi Wan Kenobi. I wonder if they mean old old Ben, and you know, Uncle Owen's like, you know what, drop it. We're not talking about it. And then Luke's like, oh, I wonder if, no, I don't think that guy exists anymore. He, uh, I think he died around he died the same time the, as your yeah. father. Mm -hmm. He knows about my father. I said we're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. Move, Uncle Owen. I told you to forget it. <laughs> you totally brought up the fact that here's this, someone that knows something about his father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What he knew about my father? No, I said we're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. Of course. I've always had a problem with that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the same Uncle Owen... He's a the, gruff, grizzled old Uncle farmer. Uncle Owen that's yeah. going to tell you that story is an Uncle Owen that's going to let you leave, and this guy is not going to do that. He wants you here, because he doesn't want you to go off on some oh, I'm not damn fool idealistic <laughs> crusade. <laughs> I'm just saying it, you know, total D move. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But yeah. I think that's the character. But he's supposed to be. I mean, he's about to get fried. Let's be honest here. But guys. The, but the other <laughs> the other side of that is then when Luke is hanging out at Obi Wan's house after Obi Wan saves. Is when from the old man takes the young boy into his lair. Yeah. <laughs> What movie did you watch? <laughs> the wax on, wax off. Wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait a minute! You were watching oh, The Family Guy. Right? Were, you, were you waxing off to the old man taking the young boy into his house? Um, what's the force? No, <laughs> it's, it's an energy field that, pen, that binds us and penetrates us. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've got to get back. Um, no, Obi Wan starts talking about Luke's father, and Luke's just sort of sitting there like. Yeah, like like you were so upset the fact that you <laughs> yes. you couldn't talk about your father earlier, and now you're with Obi Wan, guy that knows him. and he knows about your father. And you're just gonna you be like, yeah, you fought with my father in the Clone yeah. Wars, yeah, for about two seconds. He didn't fight in the Clone Wars. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. So I don't know. There's a little bit of inconsistency, but I've always I've just I've what never liked that moment. 
Just uh, because uh, I have encyclopedic house. knowledge of this movie. <laughs> I've like, never liked that like, open of like, you, you gotta be good at something, brain. okay? It's like there's lines that everyone knows and there's lines that John knows. Oh, <laughs> I know. Is, this is I a can, whole other world over here. Bo made the mistake. With he and his, his brother... Gravitational pull. That's right. <laughs> um, Bo and his brother made the mistake of playing Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with me. We didn't get to answer a damn question. I was gonna say, you didn't let him go Not only that, so this this is the fun story that gets told every time. This was the Star Wars Trivial Pursuit that came out before Star Wars... Episode one, Phantom uh-huh. Menace came out, and, and there were bonus cards. cards. There were bonus cards questions that had questions about the, new movie. about the new movie, and I still got those right too. Yeah, things like costume who's designer. the costume designer yeah, for Episode yeah. One? Trisha Bigger. He still knows that. <laughs> who is the gaffer with the suction cups? In now, the see that I wasn't. I wasn't getting scene. that technical. See, there you go. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Give me a couple weeks. Am I reaching? Yeah. So yeah, he made that mistake of. Yeah. Doing Char- was, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. We've made a new rule in the house where I can only answer two questions in a row, and then the kids get a turn. That is fair. Yeah. I, I, I should have instituted that rule when we were <laughs> no. 20. I want to jump in with a, with, a, with a tangent here, because you mentioned yeah. Ben Kenobi's house. And and going back to what did what did we like about the changes and all that, what I really dug about the changes to the movies, like when they redid them, wasn't even so much what scenes they added in and, and all that. But I like it. it. It's like that they took the camera and it was almost claustrophobic, where they were like very mm-hmm. focused. And it was like for the new ones, a lot of times they would just widen things, mm-hmm. and so like the shots were more, I don't know, scenic, more panoramic, full, that's, full, exactly. That's what, when you stepped out for a second, that's, that's what, what, what Jeff was talking about. He's Perfect. like, okay. he's like the whole Moss Eisley scene. He's like, right, the one here's, here's Moss Eisley in the one that we watched, where? The, yeah. the original one when they're standing on the like cliff. Like there's Ma, there's Moss Eisley. I, Richard Hyde. That little speck right down there. Right. It's like Monty Python, where, where it says, like, Camelot, Camelot. It's only a model. Shh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, so that's what, like, that's where these enhancements... They were okay, good. Then I, but I said these enhancements got lost mm-hmm. in, the, okay. um, in the addition of the Java scene right. in uh, Greedo shooting first and all this other crap that... Not in the Millennium Falcon, like, jumping up out of the, the, the docking bay. I the thought what, that was... The what Falcon? What did you the Millennium call Falcon? It? Okay. The no, hell's an aluminum Oh, okay. Yeah. The mines. No. Let's continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> John's home version that he made. Okay. Well, you know, in any event, I don't want to go over past material because I know we're on the clock, but that's cool that we were thinking. And that's that was the one scene. It was like suddenly you saw the Falcon fly a little bit more than just, you know, kind of going in a straight line and all that. Anyways, you mentioned Ben Kenobi's house, and it was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, so a lot I, of the space stuff was helping. I, I do have a question yeah. about uh, the Greedo Han scene. The fact that in the original Han was the only one that shot, does that do something awful to his character? Nope. That, nope. that he's a cold blooded killer? Nope. He's not a, a cold blooded Greedo was going to burn him down. He just got a And if it, it, it sets up his character if he shoots but first, it, because right. he but, is. He's but a, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't seem to coincide with someone that, um, that whatever, you know, dumps their cargo at the first sight of. An imperial ship, but he didn't. Oh, do that's that. self-preservation. If he, but it, he he but did you, do that. Well, he, which he, is why Greedo was looking hey, for Everybody gets bored of it sometime. <laughs> God willing. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> Remember, that's the the first sign of an but, imperial ship line. That's people accusing him. It could have been a pretty Han, nasty firefight. We yeah, yeah. I mean, they but really Han shooting and killing somebody does not coincide. with I'm like, oh my God, there's an imperial ship. Quick, dump everything. Well, right, but well, I don't why think it makes sense why his son is so, you know, <laughs> messed up. <evil. laughs> I just don't. I don't think he dumped and ran like 
the you just turned Han into like Audrey Hepburn. Java, <laughs> the, the Java, the Java propaganda machine yeah. is slandering Han Solo. I see, and yeah, I, I see. Gr- Dump the cargo. There's an appeal. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, in answer to the, the first, like, I don't. It's not Audrey Hepburn. No, it's not Audrey Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. I don't think. I don't think Han. I like. Wrong the way I, I don't know if you saw, but there's an appeal. Show about that. We have to dump the cargo. Like I think. I think. I think. I think that, oh my God. I think that was just Greedo, like messing with him, just mm-hmm. saying, like, you, you come well, on, you pulled early. No, I didn't. You know, but he's not going to have that argument with Greedo. And as far as the shooting first, Greedo had the gun on him. I mean, Self preservation. I don't yeah, think you're going to last that, long that, as a that, smuggler no. if you're not careful yeah. enough to shoot somebody he first when you know that they're about to kill you. He didn't, and dump the goods when you're going to be boarded. Right. He didn't got to be Greedo's victim. You know, it also led me to believe that that sort of thing happened at the cantina. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Because when he's walking out, he just flips the guy coin. He's like, "Sorry about the mess." I love that. The, that's the, the music got to be the, the best music line. never stopped. Nope. Yeah. No one was like, "Oh, yeah. was like, oh yeah, sorry about the mess," and he just walked out of there. I'm like, this must like that's this well, and if you must think about happen it, there. It's like a it's like a saloon in an old cowboy movie, yeah. right? And even the good guy, even if it's a cowboy that's a good guy, might still shoot the bad guy just to keep himself from getting killed. So sure. that I mean that part I never had. I never understood that change. Like, why do you... Because to me, the whole Han Solo thing is he's redeeming himself from being mm-hmm. a space pirate to becoming somebody who will fight for the rebellion and be a yeah, hero that his, people can look up to. character arc. So I don't need him. That's a very... And again, going back to like making this movie child-friendly, which I don't think it needed to be, was say, oh, well, no, he's a hero, so we can't have him shoot first. Well, why not? Like, we're going to redeem the hero over the course of the three movies, so... Shoot first. That's fine. You know. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I don't even see it as a like. A, it's just kind of an. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I, not to say that uh, that's an interesting perspective because I never thought of it that way. It was always like like what is it? What does man? What does it do for the character? Does it help the character or does it hurt the character? Looking at it now, going wow, he just. Well, let me put it to you this way: It wouldn't have guy. helped him very much if he'd gotten shot first. So I mean, Greedo had the gun on him, and he was gonna. He was he was not there just to he was there for the money. But or, do you do you think Greedo would have killed him? Yeah. Was he what was he wanted dead or alive or just alive? Either way, we're not going to wait around to find out. Get paid either way. Well, so I, I think it is the reason is the kids. I think you know when Star Wars blew you know blew blew up into such a big deal and it was so popular with little kids. I think somebody whispered in his ear and said, "Well, you can clean this part up." And just simply, it's not a big deal. It's not going to throw the story that much. It's not going to be you know, only. Only, you know, I doubt that five guys in the in the, in the future would be discussing this scene. Well, then they, but they were like wrong. A, right. But my point is, like, for them, they probably just thought, no big deal. And this way, at least it protects all the little kids out there who are seeing that he killed him first. And this way, it's like he shot first, so he was defending himself. Right. And they just, in the eyes, they wanted to clean it up. I think that was a, I think that was a right. big reason. Because there was, oh, yeah. there was yeah. always some knock on some of the Star Wars stuff as they want that people... Is this too harsh for kids? Mm-hmm. You know, is it too? Well, how come Obi Wan didn't just grab the gun out of the guy's hand? Like, yeah, I mean, Obi Wan yeah, I mean, cut the, guy the guy's arm off. I'm, I'm, so, yeah. Well, and yeah. then the other guy got cut in half. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. And that was the original intent, is my point. So you're saying why didn't they fix that part? Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, but why I mean, is the guy's like, arm bleeding when it would have been cauterized? And, right. You know. Right. So I mean, I think there was some areas where they're like, oh, Han Solo's a really, you know, like, like Han Solo's a really big character here and a lot of people admire him looked at, I mean mm-hmm. then I guess they do with Obi-Wan too I, why they didn't clean him all up or fix him I don't know but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying somewhere well, I could see an executive somewhere saying hey to make this a little more kid friendly eh, since you're doing some other changes why not Why not just have him shoot first and that way it doesn't yeah. look like he's starting to and I think that is the reason now mm-hmm. I agree that you don't agree with the reason I mm-hmm. agree with you um, 
that they should have just kept it the way it was. Right. Because the 20, the 20 years that, that it existed... It's a clear thing of right. why they The did 20 it. years that it existed the way that it originally did before they changed it, fine. it, nothing about Han Solo was ever scarred for me as a kid. No. And I grew up watching it, so I... Are you playing... With your question, Jeff, are you playing devil's advocate? Or did you, like, as a kid, just be go, wow, that's kind of harsh... No, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just curious. Where Harsh the oh, okay, right. Yeah. Hmm. You know, does it does it do something to the character of Han to have him shooting in defense versus shooting to kill? Well, see, and that's that's the thing is that I I think as soon as Greedo as soon as someone walks in with a gun level at you, I think at any point that just becomes self self defense. And I agree too. That's I, how I think I see. I mean, it. and that right. even if you look at I think I think I mean, yeah, I'm not sure, him, but he's going to kill him and. I so I mean, as a kid when I saw it, I didn't mm-hmm. think that it was like, like it would have been different if 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 he didn't have a gun yeah. and he shot him. That's, then I think you, okay, that's a pretty bad so, guy. So my comment may actually take us into the next question that I've got to go along with this is, then jump forward to Rogue One comes out and you've got Cassian at the beginning of the movie. He's talking to one of the informants or whoever it is. He knows yes. that they're about to get captured by the stormtroopers. He pulls out his gun and shoots the guy. Mm-hmm. Cold blood kills him right there. Because he knew he wasn't going to be able to escape from that without killing the guy. Get to the end of that movie, and within one movie, that guy's been redeemed. You know, he started, and that was part of his character struggle was, you know, I'm I'm a cold-blooded killer. I'm I'm a rebel. I'm supposed to be a good guy, but I'm doing things I'm not proud of. Get to the end of the movie, and all of a sudden you're like, yep. This is this is what the rebellion is is going to morph into. It's going to be you know guys that act with honor, and when they're not going to do stuff like that, and and. You know, I, maybe it's just the, the passage of forty years that now I'm like, well, that you know, that to me is the same kind of thing as Han Solo. Like that's a very Han Solo thing. Is Cassian shot first, and he killed a guy that he probably you know shouldn't, he definitely shouldn't have killed, but the situation called for him needing to do that in order to get out of here and and you know yeah. succeed with the bigger picture. So that kind of, and, and I don't necessarily want to kill the discussion of the other stuff, but I, I'm going to kind of move into the next question and, and say, we've all seen Rogue One at this point, and I will say for me, um, watching the original Star Wars, this is the first time I watched the original Star Wars after seeing Rogue One, and it did change a few things for me. I, I didn't think that it would, but in watching this one now, when it got to the scenes, agree, especially so with the with the Rebel, video. yeah, especially with the Rebel soldiers at the beginning, um, knowing that, like, and I, and I, I kind of prepped Nora and John as we were watching. I was like, okay, Nora, remember, because she kind of loses track of like which movie goes before which movie. And I said, now remember, this is probably like a few hours after what happened in Rogue One. Like, remember what happened at the end of Rogue One, where Darth Vader was killing everybody, and they just barely got away, and her ship blasted off. Pretend that this is like an hour later, and this is what's happening. And after seeing Rogue One and seeing everything that they want, and like the what they had to go through to get the plans, and then you jump into this movie, it makes that first scene so much more tense. Mm-hmm. It makes, and it actually makes the very end, the whole um, X-Wing uh, battle over the Death Star. I mean, it makes that, to me, it makes that much more intense. And I, growing up with this movie, there, there are times where, and this is going to be super nerdy, but I don't care. Um, there are times where when the characters die in this movie, when Biggs dies, when... Uh, Red Leader dies when when these guys die. Like I, I will admit, I'm like, God, oh, man, that that's heavy. I'm like that's yeah. feel a little emotional about that. Parkins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, Porkins is fine too. Jack Porkins. But I think when I think after watching Rogue One and then going to this one, their deaths are maybe a little bit more meaningful. Because I think back to watching Rogue One and it was that that camaraderie of having them like jump off the jump off the ship and, and yell for Jetta, you know, kind of like a remember the Alamo kind of thing, and and it's just you know everybody's coming together to desperately fight against this empire. Mm-hmm. And then you jump into Star Wars. You jump into Episode Four, and it didn't—it didn't kill for me the sense of this being a fun space adventure movie. But in some of those scenes, it did add a little bit of extra weight, and it added a yeah. little bit of extra seriousness to it. Yeah. But I think it balanced it out well. Like I, I wasn't watching it going, "Wow, Rogue One really ruined this movie for me." Rogue One, I think, enhanced this movie for me. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh, okay. Go. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, I, 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 after watching Rogue One, I had a problem with the way that, um, and I didn't think I would at the time, but I had a problem with the way that Princess Leia was portrayed at the end of Rogue One because in A New Hope, she like she's a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. She is not a pushover. She's not a sweetheart. She's not a, a, a glass half full kind of gal but at the end of Rogue One that's what you get from her you get the sense of oh we have hope and then when you see her in this movie she's like oh I should have known uh, you know should have known as I could smell your stench when I got on board like where's that character coming from compared to her, how she was portrayed in Rogue One and then same thing with Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One like he's killing left and right and stabbing and, and what have you and maiming and Force throwing people, and all of a sudden he walks onto the uh, onto onto the ship, and he's just standing there, like, okay, where is everybody? Like, you know, like what what happened to that level of character now? Because in a new hope, Darth Vader is a lot more subdued, and there's a lot more taking a breather. He takes a breather all the time. Union, union rules. He had to let oh, stormtroopers. Okay. He had to let the stormtroopers get some guys. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that know. makes it all makes it all better then. Yeah. Um, no, I just felt like there was. He a, wanted them to feel like they were contributing. There was a, a bit of disconnect in the beginning of New Hope mm-hmm. with those characters compared to how they were portrayed right at the end of Rogue One. Because that, like, that, like that scene, that scene with Darth Vader in Rogue One is so intense. Yeah. That then you skip over to Star Wars and you're like, you're like, where, oh. what happened to the intensity? Where, where right. did that all go? It's it's a little bit it's like watching. It's a little bit like around. watching the Obi Wan Vader lightsaber duel in Star Wars, and then watch all the other lightsaber duels, and you're like, oh. Well, that duel was cool when I was a kid. Yeah. Now it's just a couple of old guys fighting, which is not how I feel about it. I, I think of it in terms of more like a, the samurai type duel that's a little bit slower, different style. But um, yeah, kind of the same thing. It's like you you had this, and now we've ramped up the intensity. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that was my take. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with the other stuff you're saying that you know, it, <clears throat> knowing more of that story, it does add more weight to how um, episode four plays out mm-hmm. for sure but I am just, watching it this time I was like oh man because I was thinking about the end of Rogue mm-hmm. One and I was like oh you know it, it just seems to have a different mood a different tone to it I agree with both I agree with both I can see both, both yeah yeah interesting did you guys talk at the beginning about when you first saw it and a lot of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was probably the younger. Well, I, maybe not. I was thinking, because I, I. You probably are the only one of us that could have seen it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw yeah. it in the theater and yeah. I was six. 
Okay. Which is weird because I'm thinking when I brought my six year old to it, born. I was three I years away from being born. <laughs> but then you saw it eventually, and you didn't mm -hmm. see it in the theater. You saw it on right. DVD or something like that. Yeah. Probably right. How old? Who was? What was the youngest anyone was when they saw it? We we couldn't remember. <laughs> Uncle? I no I, no no. <laughs> this was uh, my my story that I told at the beginning was this That's when we bought our first VCR. Okay. My dad bought the VCR, and we could only afford one VHS because it was like 90 bucks, so he bought Star Wars. Okay. And so if they needed a babysitter, like, just if they needed to do something, a plot me in front of the TV, that's why it's... That's why it's I, all in there. No, I, I was constantly watching it as a child because it was the only VHS we had for years. So. His brain yeah. is in the shape of the Death Star. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, about, it's about that big, too. You know what? It explains the dent in the side of his head. <laughs> Daniela watched Star Wars last year. She was two. She was two, wow. Yeah, and okay. when Darth Vader was... was see, I always think the guy up. Like, <laughs> okay, but subconsciously, right, so I mean, you might. Pat, you know, I don't in know. the education world, we call that a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, believe me, I am when aware. You, when yes. your two-year-old child celebrates Darth Vader choking somebody to death, <laughs> yeah. hey, that's okay. We got the Force Awakens, and Kylo Ren was her favorite character, so okay. She also likes Joe. I remember, it, I remember it. No, I just remember it. Flag, six years old, seeing the theater. So she's also yeah. emo. And I was after after seeing it at six. <laughs> I remember, and I, you know, Kmart was big back then. We used to go. I swear that this is my dream that I remember to this day from after seeing that movie. In Kmart, you know, you 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 get your aisles like any other store, but we had, for some reason the dream was always Kmart because that's the big popular one at the time. So I used to have not just one, but for a while, a period of probably a few weeks after, that, I used to have recurring dreams of me in Kmart. And the way like Darth Vader comes in at the beginning of that text and he's going through and there's all the people, you know, there were stormtroopers with me, or not stormtroopers, rebels with me, and we were dodging Darth Vader through the aisles of Kmart. Because that was like around, the ship. Because the ship, the way oh, the hallway cool. was, and the little like things, and we'd be going to the next one, and, you know, he'd be trying to throw stuff in his way, and he just kept, you know, the whole scary part of like him turning an aisle and seeing him and me running mm -hmm. to the next aisle, cool. and then him running, walking down the aisles. Yeah, and the way I he had just walks, The way he would just walk in that way, like as oh, a six-year-old, I had yeah. nightmares. That's cool. And they were tied with Kmart, which is just so weird. <laughs> but that was bright it lights wasn't on a aisles. Ship. Bright lights yeah. and blue lights special. Yeah, the the last couple times I went to a Kmart, it was a nightmare, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's cool, man. So it was pretty scary, but the prices were really good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it just, I just had to share the... The, the first time Apparently, I saw it, yeah, it was the, 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 blue, the blue light special was oh. Obi-Wan standing on top of a shelf going, woo, woo, like that. <laughs> my, my folks took my older brother and I to like at some, I don't know, some day, it was like a Darth Vader appearance. Mm -hmm. And apparently I freaked the hell out and like did not want to get anywhere near. <laughs> no. sure. I've, I have no recollection of this, mm -hmm. but my parents thought, like you, like, you didn't cry, you screamed. <laughs> Like you were howling, mm -hmm. you did not want to get anywhere near him. And my my, my mom was like, and I understood because it was you know almost seven foot tall. Dude, like it yeah. was, she, my mom said I was kind of scared too, but you wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> we used to make our own lightsabers, like mm -hmm. out of like wooden dowel rods or metal pieces, like big hip, and we'd go at we'd it. Tape um, paper towel tubes together. Okay, okay, go that cool. route. We had That's the cool. there was the the kind of opaque plastic tube that you could get you could attach to the end of a flashlight okay was what we had there yeah. we go over at the high school uh whenever they're whenever the uh, pep band is out at the football games and does like the bum 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 mm -hmm. but you know the darth vader theme in between sundell always has like he has a really fancy yeah, yeah, lightsaber, he's got a nice lightsaber but he'll come he'll direct with the lightsaber and mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. that's what they did at the kids uh my son who <laughs> plays, plays the viola they did like a middle school um an elementary school, middle school combined 
uh, concert. That's cool. And they, the eighth graders at the end of it played, my kid's in fourth grade, but the eighth graders at the end played Force Awakens okay. music, and they attached uh, glow sticks to oh, their cool. to all their bows. Right and, yeah, so it was pretty cool. They turned the lights down, and cool. it was pretty cool. All right, so last question I got for us is, what was your favorite piece of Star Wars memorabilia, whether it's toy, uh, lunchbox, Something, maybe even something you didn't own or something you've seen today. Like, I don't know if it's the Han Solo and Carbonite mini fridge or, you know, something like that. Is it that we, that we had as a kid or that we have now? Um, either that you had as a kid that you have now or one you wish you had. I remember I bought a pair of shoes one time and it was a diorama inside with little characters that you could play. Like, it was the shoebox turned into a little play set of Star Wars. That's oh. not, that, that's not, that's just no. weird. That's not my favorite one, but that's just weird memorabilia that I remember. <laughs> Getting as a kid, shoes with like Star Wars play things inside. Ewok Village. I love. I love the Ewok. I Village. loved mm-hmm. the Ewok Village when I got that for Christmas one year. Like that was it, and it's. I think it's still in my parents' basement. You still have it. That's cool. Right on. And my uh, my Millennium Falcon that I have now. Mm-hmm. I have a couple autograph figures, but my original Millennium Falcon that I have now. Is that the toy that's like yay big and the back comes mm-hmm. off yeah. and then the, mm-hmm. the quad cannon? It's got that. Like a little hidden compartment. Yeah. In there. Yeah. yeah. I actually have two Millennium Falcons, not old, like original ones. I've got of the 90s ones when those came back out again. Mm-hmm. I bought one for 50 bucks when I it say, first came thank out. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate the gift. <laughs> I bought well one done. one for 50 bucks when it came out in the 90s, and I think we found another at a garage sale. So we can have Falcon versus Falcon battles if we really want to. Nice. Cool. I have a, I had, and I think it might still be at my mom's house. We had an ATAT. Mm. The side opened up, mm-hmm. and you could put the yeah. guys in there. And, but as an adult, my favorite, at some point, some collector website, I can't remember, they would sell um, film cells. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a film cell or two from okay. the original. I wish I had film cells from the original. I have actual trailer film, because when I used to work in a movie theater, sure. I have trailer film from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Which is not quite as good as original trilogy it's Star Wars but it's, cool. it's okay cool. I'll keep it okay um did you Probably play Darth the, Vader we had the Darth mm-hmm. Vader tall oh, nice. lightsaber we still I think have it somewhere um but I wish we would have kept it in better shape to use that kind of thing well so. but who knew right? yeah right. Like, exactly you didn't you know, know. I've, I mean I've well got, like I mentioned earlier my mom sold all my stuff in a garage sale yeah so. I mean I've got broken Star Wars figures from the yeah. original run of, of yes. toys that came out but you never knew yeah, yeah. like well used Yes. Of course, you know who knew that these things would be so, worth two hundred fifty bucks right. a pop. And he, yeah, he, and then there's like the Saturday Night Live thing where they're all in the box still. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, or you could just look the at box. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So there's so there's that. The, the yeah, item that that's not how it works. <laughs> then the uh, the one that I wish we had that we never mm-hmm. got was the uh, was the um, the uh, ad app. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah which spilled into the current you know family situation where Hunter wanted an ad ad mm-hmm. and there was an argument about it. it's too expensive which was the argument back then because it's an expensive piece mm-hmm. but um, and then there was the whole comparison of well you buy a, a you know a, a uh, uh, American doll, you know, American mm-hmm. girl doll. That's like hundred bucks, and so they add it. What, what, what's, why is that not? And there was the whole mm-hmm. equality thing. Like you get that, but you can't have this. But, you know, anyway. Um, Ooh, sounds like there was some discussion. There was, there was some discussion, <laughs> and part of it stemmed from my. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. 
you know, I never got one. Well, why can't he have one? Because <laughs> right. then it's kind of like I get one. And it's time sharing because then I can play with it when he's asleep. Which is right. so funny because there is a, uh, if you look it up on Vimeo, there's a guy, uh, Patrick Boyden did this. Uh, Windmill? Stop motion. What? Windmill? Vimeo. No, Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Patrick oh, Boyven did this uh, did this uh, stop motion call that, and, and it was funny in his description. He says, and I was like, oh my God, this is like the same thing. Like, how many kids had Because I knew friends were in the same boat. Their parents would never buy it because it was like expensive. Um, and we wanted it. He, he has a stop motion where he combined two things that he never got when he's a kid a dog and an ad ad. <laughs> so it makes the ad ad have, it's called a dog, uh, uh, an ad ad afternoon. If you look it up, it's hilarious. Okay. It like has the characteristics of a dog. Oh, and he stop so motions in it. And at the end, Jabba the Poo. So, but just the, you see, does anybody out there look up Patrick Boyven, B O I V E N, on um, Vimeo? And that women on Vimeo, and it's uh, the at at afternoon. You'll, it's, okay. it's two minutes, it's really funny. That's anyway, awesome. Anyway, um, I, uh, I almost bought a, a Christmas decoration. My wife, as we were decorating her new house for Christmas, she was like, maybe, you know, you can have one inflatable thing for the front yard. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Calm down, gentlemen. Go, go over to Bo's house with the young boys and the wet, and the waxing off that he does. Um, Someone to mow the lawn. So I, I was walking through Home Depot and there was a 12 foot at at that uh, that you could get, and it, it like it just had like Christmas lights strung along the side. Oh of it. wow! And I'm like, it's I. You said I could have one, and it's Christmas. You didn't get it. That's beautiful, no, Clark. It didn't. I think at that point it's you know. beautiful, Clark. <laughs> Wait, and when did this happen? Just this past uh, past winter. Wow. So mm-hmm. we're like still little boys get told no. Yeah, I was, I, mean, I, can't, I was looking on the Home Depot. Home Depot I was just like, finally, this is what be I it. will say is the one that I fondly remember is me and my brothers oh. gathering around. We had the record? this green, re- it was the record in the books. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Little record books. And pay the, I remember that one. Uh-huh. We had all of them. Yeah. And I remember just playing those, coming home from school, uh-huh. rushing to the record, putting them on, and we would just listen to look through it. I mean, yeah. I, I do remember that as like yeah. brothers, because we could, we didn't have, you know, I don't, I don't even know when DVR, DVD players. I mean, VHS was what? VHS was eighty, eighty something. See, so, so this, this yeah. was our VHS. Mm-hmm. After you couldn't go to the theater, oh, see yeah. it every week. I used to. So have all this was what yeah. kept us like in Star Wars mode mm-hmm. after it was over. We would rush home and play that, and look at the books and. And you get the flip. We the actually pages. found. I don't know if it was at like a half price books or, or where it was, but we found. And I originally I thought it was just the music. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, I was like maybe three or four dollars. It was a Star Wars, the Star Wars record, and I picked it. it was uh, Empire Strikes Back? Picked it up, brought it home, popped it in the record player, and it was actually the a not a dramatization, but a more of a, like a narrated with the music in the yes. background. Yes. And I'm like. This is even better than the music because I've got the music on my computer and my phone. I can listen to it anytime I want. This is even better because it's going through and narrating the story with sound effects in the background, like audio from the movie. And I'm like, this is. I remember having this as a kid. Did you Did you list what your? I know maybe that is that was that. No, I had no. I think. Yeah. I think probably mine. Yeah, it's one of the the Empire Strikes Back one. I think was what it was. I mean, I had a, I had a ton of the toys. I had a ton of the vehicles. Any like every Christmas, that's what people were buying me. Was they were always buying me Star Wars stuff. So I had a whole bunch of the Star Wars stuff. I never had some of the big vehicles. Like I never had the AT-AT, and I never had. Um, I think there was like a Death Star playset. I know that one that you pulled up the picture of a little while ago. I never got that one. Um, the funny thing was the couple of things that I really wanted as a kid that I never got were the C-3PO and Darth Vader uh, heads that you could store your figures in. Yeah. Always one of those, never got them. Um, 
the favorite thing that I have now, and I, I still have a whole bunch of figures, and every once in a while, if I find like one of the six-inch figures, I'll buy it, and I've got them displayed downstairs. Um, in high school, I bought a Darth Vader helmet, and it's not like, you know, it's not like crazy, detailed, accurate thing. It was just at the costume store that used to be in downtown Libertyville, though it was at Center Stage store that used to be over there by where Sports 11 uh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, bought that, and so my favorite thing that I've got now, though, is I bought a uh, Jedi robe that I've used as my costume for yeah. going like C2E2 and Halloween, and, and I bought one of the replica lightsabers. Okay. Um, it was like 150 bucks, I think, the replica of Obi-Wan's lightsaber, and it'll make the noises when you swing it around, and you can't, you're not supposed to actually fight with it, even though that doesn't stop John and Nora from fighting me with it on occasion but I think that one because I can you know even though I'm an adult I can still play out the I've got a lightsaber and cool. <laughs> I can go in the backyard where there's plenty of room to swing it around and the neighbors will stare at me out their windows and yeah, and I'm okay with that because I am one with the force and the force is with me and it is that's the mantra for the end of the school year as well yeah, I just, think so we, just so we can get through it and then I when we die my, it's <laughs> I think my absolute like like the prize Star Wars possessions would have been they, they redid the three original soundtracks, four, five, and six. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. And you remember when these came out? Those were out? outstanding. When and they, they put them back out. everything into it. Yes. And you can sit, literally hit play. Mm-hmm. You hear the jump dum, jump dum, jump dum. The gold foil on the cover. Yep. And, the, and then it's the and then, CDs had the holograms on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. can just listen, and it's like start to finish, and it's all the music, yeah. all the yeah. incidental, I've all the. I got the Star Wars one and the Empire one. Yeah. I never got Return of the Jedi for some reason. They okay. did. I had all. Th- I had all three of them. And they actually did it as well for. I don't know where they are now. Uh, what was it? The episode one. Phantom Menace has one as well. I got all four yeah. of those, and then they stopped it yeah. at the later ones. But those those three original, because you can just listen and oh, just yeah. go through everything, and I think that was, that was pretty cool. I remember they said that thing with we, where you'd get the stickers, too, and you'd put the stickers in the, in the book and the pictures. Yeah. All kids remember mm-hmm. doing those. Those are always good. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Get it and you have to put like the collector stickers. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 You have to go on pages mm-hmm. where they went with yep. the characters. I mean, that stuff was all. It was just... Good. We used to have a whole bunch of the old cards too. Yeah, yeah. And then they, then they brought back out. I think it was like in the '90s they they created these wide vision cards. Yeah. When they brought back, I think it was for the special edition movies. They had these wide vision cards that were supposed to be like a, a sixteen nine uh, ratio. Um, that's the letterbox format. If you if you're aware of Pat, yeah, what the letterbox the, format is when they do it mm-hmm. for like a what now since everybody has the wide TVs, it's in that format. But that's it's what sixteen nine. Before three, it was four three. Now it's sixteen nine. That's so what it refers well, to. He? He's gonna kill every last one of us. <laughs> I'm just keep talking, guys. Uh, I'm just talking. Just, that's fine. Pat, Pat yeah. shot first. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have no compunction about that. Yeah, it's, I don't feel guilty. I mean, six, your best friends are gonna carry you by the handles. It was. I find your There's only what disturbing. four of yeah. us, three of us, and I could see. Yeah. For us, he equalizes that as uh, us holding the the gun. Yeah, and he's gonna do it on solo. Mm-hmm. Bit. I am defense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna fly off the running <laughs> It'll be All the right. highest rated podcast. Eat a sandwich. Everybody, everybody dies. This will be his evidence in court. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You just hear stuff. <laughs> John's quoting Star Wars as he dies. If you strike me down, I'll... <laughs> if you strike me down, that's okay. We'll get past that. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, um, so I think we're going to, I think that's going to wrap it up for our Star Wars show. Um, we left out, we had a whole bunch of stuff we were going to talk about with John Williams and the music and all that, but we spent a whole bunch of time last week talking about James Horner, and we kind of decided that maybe for our 150th 
yeah. episode sometime this summer. We will we're going to do a, an episode just on movie music, and we can make that a, a multi-part thing, um, and that'll give us a little bit more time to talk about. John Williams and all that stuff. So, um, so that's going to do it for our Star Wars episode. If you've got anything, if you disagreed with us, if you agreed with us, anything that you want to share or interact with us on, um, you can reach us by either emailing us 30podcast30 podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to our website 30podcast.com. Got a whole bunch of links there for other ways you can get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at 30podcast, facebook.com slash 30podcast. We are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, and you can listen to us directly from our website, 30podcast.com. Um, we are also, next week, we are going to be doing Adventures in Babysitting, um, and that is going to finish out the month of May for us. Uh, and then if you're going to kind of get ahead here and join us in June, then we've got, uh, I think it looks like we've got five different movies we're going to be doing in June, starting off with Wonder Woman, the brand new movie coming out. Looks pretty good. I'm excited about it. Uh, and then after that, we have got The Lost Boys, we've got Evil Dead 2, Excellent. we've got The Monster Squad, which I don't know if you knew, Wolfman has nards. Wolfman, yes. He does. Uh, and The Running Man. <laughs> oh man, the dude is awesome! I know. Woo! <laughs> we just have to find time to actually sit down and record all these, because school's over and we time is so all go our separate ways. And... Alright, well, in the meantime, go watch some good movies, be excellent to each other, go watch some good movies. And may the force be with you. will be with you always.